late night grin also what um what does that name mean Simon on that was really good. Yeah, I was proud of that one. <laughs> really good. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're back. The Late Night Grin rides again. Episode 79, a special edition. We've got Fleet 50 business to handle. We've got some professional wrestling until we've got rating triumphs to celebrate. Expert panel as always. Bobby Two Shoes. How are you tonight, mate? Fair enough. Matt. How are you, mate? I'm doing well. Um, I'm glad Bob's doing good. Um, sounded really chirpy, didn't he? I know, man. I mean, he took a big loss today when the ratings came out. Um, you know, he was earlier in the day to go a little inside baseball. Um, mm-hmm. Bobby was DMing me, talking Howdy. about uh, hello. Talking about how um, Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't use Nielsen anymore, and they've moved over to this other—I can't remember what he called it. Yeah, it's um, weird. And he was talking about how it doesn't make any sense that we still talk about the ratings and all this weird shit. And then there it was. That's why he's not on the show tonight, by the way. Despite mm-hmm. the fact we just pretended he was there, and I forgot we were doing that bit. Um, is he saw that rating come out, and he was just like, oh, "I'm fucked." <laughs> He told me he had a whole bit planned tonight. Well, we have a lot to talk about with Bob because, and before we do this, actually, Manny, how are you tonight, mate? Uh, I'm doing good, you know. Uh, I made dinner tonight before both podcasts, you know. It was, it was mm-hmm. pretty good, you know. I didn't know what to make Chinese food or uh, Italian, so I just made a chicken. I made Alfredo, shrimp Alfredo with egg mm-hmm. drop soup. It was a... Uh, Fabulous. How was the Wrestle yeah. Cruise podcast, Manny? It was good. Uh, I can't believe how long we talked about all access. And we ended up doing like a whole hour on it because it ended up leading to Divas Talk. All, and everybody talking kind about of their thing. Fa- right? yeah. yeah, I was so confused. So everybody was saying all these moments. And I'm just like, bro, this really happened? And like, I don't know. It was, it was something. Indeed it was. Um, Bob did some stuff this week that... Look, I don't want to overstate it because he's our friend ultimately, but some of the threats that were made this week in regards to we're going to buy you out and stuff like that yeah. was really uncomfortable. Um, he actually sent me one. Uh, fuck, this is so tough for me. He sent me a, a graphic of like a gravestone 
with WCW, ECW, and it had like the A had been had been had it in there. Like, and he just sent it cold. It was like, bro, this is like seven a.m. for me, you know. Yeah. Which means it was like two for him, one for him, wherever it was. And I just put a question mark, and he was like, "You're going down." I'm like, bro, what's the like? I'm not even that guy, you know. I'm not even right. been aggressive to you, Bob. Like, I'm a friend of yours. I have no problem with the World Wrestling Federation, but he just he can't help himself when he senses a promotion is about to fold. He fucking strikes. He did it with Ring of Honor, right? And now yeah. he's doing it again. I sound like Bobby and I talk mostly in the DMs, um, but he does have my phone number. <laughs> And like every night, it's this no week, good to him. <laughs> every night this week, I woke up, you know, three or four in the morning. Some old man, there's things you got to do in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I would have a text message from Bob, and it would just say <laughs> "Fleet fucked" in all caps. And I'm just like, why? Like, is he timing him? There's no way he's still awake. Like, he was scheduling these text messages. Yeah. Just to talk shit. Maybe, maybe it's a new feature on fucking TweetDeck or whatever he uses to yeah. fire off all of these great bits. You know? What a piece of shit. I don't like him. I don't know why he's still here anyway. Um, tune in to Fed the Redemption this weekend, folks. Yeah. The, the, Somebody's got to uh, watch it, right? The Fleet Week kids were very, tr- very, very bullish and boisterous they, after their victory they on Sunday. kicked the shit out of him, man. I, yeah. like, I, I attest that totally to Dukes. Um, he's a draw. Um, really? You've done yeah. a 180 on him, huh? Yeah, he's good He's good people. Um it's definitely Dukes and not the fact that we spent a year cultivating a mostly AEW fan base. Um, it's, right. it's Dukes. So you're – because when we first brought Dukes on, you were very against it, right? Because oh, you said yeah. you didn't think yeah. you had it, right? Right. Not, not tall enough. Right. Not got the frame. Yeah. Not good with promo. Decent form athlete. Was, you conceded form, that. Form was terrible. Yeah. Um so I'm glad he's you know, kind of convinced you. I will say, and a lot of people did note to me, Matt, that the DVR numbers yeah. which in our world is YouTube on demand delay viewing. They swung heavily towards bed bed. So. That doesn't surprise me. One thing I will say um, is, you know, like you'll see a talent and you're not that impressed with them. Yeah. But then you put them in another environment and you maybe put them on, you put them in there with people who are maybe not quite on their level and it makes them look a lot better. I think that's really what it is. Is Duke's wow. being on screen with Tope Suicida. It's just like, fuck this Duke's guy's got something. He's like, you know, when we used to think Garrison was exciting cause he was with Pillman. Yeah. It's like that. Right? Yeah. 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 That's a great comp actually. He's a, yeah, Tope Suicida a lot and of Pillman. Yeah. yeah. A lot of similarities. Um, nonetheless, enough about failures. Um, let's, let's proceed here with, our usual, our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Manny, we watched AEW Dynamite last night. We had a good time, but I don't think either of us expected the big million, which means it was one of the best shows they've ever done by yeah, law. Well, well, hold on. I don't know about one million. You know, they usually get around four, mi- four or five <laughs> true. million. Yeah, true. Manny, did you, see the, did you see the story behind that quote? No, I just thought Brandon Thurston has been lying to us. Well, that's probably it, but... Um... Apparently, like the spokesperson from Warner Brothers Discovery said that they they credit any viewer who turns on TBS for one minute between the hours of 7 p.m. and midnight. Midnight. They credit that to AEW Dynamite. Oh so my! If you, so if you watch if you watch the Big Bang Theory at 7 p.m. one minute. That, yeah, that's because of Tony Khan, brother. Yeah. 
that's that's just like when like WWE says that they sold more tickets than they did. So they just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we saw yeah. we had a moon like instead of seeing the one million viewership, they said we had four million. I still like it's it's undoubtedly ridiculous, but I think it is like it's real grabs. Yeah, number one, it's real grabs. Number two, I think it speaks to to them being behind the famed all elite fleet. Um the actual thing they're not getting cancelled yet, folks. No, the actual thing to take from this is that the weekly ups and downs are not worth paying attention to. And the first question you should ask yourself is, am I enjoying the show? That's the actual conclusion to take Um, from this, right? It is very important um, to not overly celebrate this this rating episode Mm -hmm. for next week when the NBA is back and they lose 110,000 viewers. Um, Yeah. Let me tell you, man, I'm in a predicament. I'm in a predicament right now with this NBA season right now. Uh, March. Oh, well, uh, here March we go. 5th. Let's talk about basketball. That's a good idea. No, hold on. Uh, March 15th, man. I want to – Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic are coming to San Antonio, and I'm looking at that, and I said, man, should I go? The tickets are only like 20 bucks." And then I look at what time it is and what day it is, and I said, oh, shit, man, I don't know. It's, it's Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and I said, oh, yeah, you now we're struggling here. Oh, yeah, when is this again? Mark. March 15th. March 15th. That's when Brock shows up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think Mercedes is on that show, too. I know. I Double mean, they might be wrestling each other, actually. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kyrie's so – it's so unclear whether or not he's going to play a game until the night of that I'd be very hesitant to make that investment. Maybe I'll just wait till See, he misses so many games, bro. So many, yeah. you know? When I was in Brooklyn, he that was when it, well, that was when things were getting really crazy. That was when there was like the big protest outside. Quite the atmosphere. Um all that is the Winnipeg show. You'd miss Omega oh, Jericho, well, bro. Oh yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just watch Kyrie on the Lakers. Speaking of like you remember back in the day they used to be really good at the hometown thing? Yeah. AW. Are you yeah. like it's kind of wild the Hobbs deal, right? I saw Reg tweet about it earlier. That's the reason it came to mind. I was talking about it with Jay Shell, like so next week they're in his hometown for the pay per view and the TV, and he's like not. And they said he's on Friday. He's just not factored. Huh, cool. Someone in our chat said maybe he'll be in the ladder match. So maybe that's what they'll do. Is there a ladder well, match? I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, guess, yeah. I think Hobbs should start cutting promos on Twitter, like Lance Archer. And since yeah. Tony Khan's on Twitter all the time, he probably saw one of his promos. Oh shit, man! I have Lance Archer, and he's booked him for rampage. Yeah, maybe that'll work for Jade too. I saw that. She deleted that tweet. You see that? Yeah, she did. I'm sure it's fine. How do you feel about um, Ryan? Ryan on our Patreon. He commented under our last post. He said he had a couple of interesting topics. And one I actually want to get into in more long form. But there was one that I did like. Sorry, Ryan. Where where he said um, he said about Jade being like the big switch in the in the woman's view like she's the one who goes with the with the with the superstars kind of deal because she keeps talking publicly about wanting to wrestle like you know she's talking about wrestling Brit and so on and so on being involved in that stuff and my initial reaction when i read it was firstly that's an interesting conversation to have but secondly as hesitant as i was in regards to like that could really damage her call cool factor 
the alternate could happen where she could bring some fucking cool factor to that <laughs> to that program, right? That could be a pretty cool. cool presentation for her. Her being a, a homegrown talent who doesn't want to be one because she thinks she's a bigger star than everyone else. That's it's kind of beast, to be real, you know? I think that's going to be kind of worse for her because we already say she doesn't wrestle enough. Yeah. And she joins that faction. She's like definitely not going to wrestle anymore, but I think. She'd at least be on the TV show, though, right? Right? Like, she's... I feel like right now she's so absent it feels like on the TV. I don't know if it's a bad idea, I must say. Um, would you do that? Would, would you take the belt off her before you do that or have her, like, be the TBS champion and face-to-face with the TNT champ, the, the world champion? You probably got to keep it on her just so it's still got some juice, and then you kind of figure out what you're doing with the belt as you go. Um, you know, look, people can say they want to make the match. I'm not saying it'd be a classic, but like Jaden Britt, in theory, is a pretty big match, right? Like from a commercial yeah, yeah. point of view for their brand. All right. Um, yeah. So you could, you know, I don't think Britt should beat her, obviously, but that could be a cool match to do. Again, I know how good it would be, but that's not always the point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by it simply because there's like a complete. Um, a complete just lack of development for her since Chris got hurt, right? Like they did the Red Velvet thing that felt kind of undercooked and like a last-minute alteration. Anyway, yeah. I didn't feel like something they really had plans for. So, yeah, I don't know, Matty. Where do you stand on that as a potential idea? Into it? What do you think? I think the feud sucks, and they should probably just get rid of it. <laughs> I didn't no. hate last night's stuff. I have to be honest; it wasn't good. It just always there. It was okay. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. I didn't even I, I didn't even think working. the spray painting was bad either. But, you know. No, spray yeah. painting is pretty bad. I just I saw genuinely I saw a lot of stuff last night about like it was this horrific match. I was like, honestly, I didn't think it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just Sky looked I think people were just mad. Yeah. I think people were mad. Sky just lost. No, it's, yeah. she got she a visual pin. She got a visual pin. She should have won clean. She, listen, check the ratings. Um, Trey's cooking, thing. bro. She ain't got it. See the court row? No, I didn't. Very encouraging here for Great Britain. We're back. You haven't, you haven't seen it either. I've, Matt, I'm telling you, highest court row. Genuinely. Genuinely? Yeah. You're not doing That's, a bit? People on Twitter were mad they got a good court row because like, fuck, this thing has to stick around, which popped me huge. He's going to win the belt, bro. Let's fucking go. Great Britain. Just keeping it in Britain, brother. From Jamie to Soraya, next up is going to be... Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Alex Windsor. She's good. She's good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, just keep one just keeping the British the British legacy going. It's proud, proud thing. Tony That's honestly to, fucking Tony. hilarious that that was the highest quarter hour. She's a big star. I told you that years ago. I just want to never give up on Sarah. You know that, man. It's time to get um, behind uh, Sky Blue. Well, push her up there. She's good, man. She's she's getting this. Sky has really come along. I like her. She's beat um, the Alexa Bliss <laughs> clone allegations. Good lord, man. Tape getting in on that. <laughs> God damn it. Tape machines. People you trust the most. Fucking stabbing you in the back like that. Awful times. Terrible oh, times. Christian was part of that quarter hour, too. Both oh, big stars. That goes into my agenda. We could work together. I was together pushing that hard man. today, man. Yeah, we went together. That would be better. Um, what facts? The real stars, <laughs> <laughs> the real stars are up, up north. All right, one other thing he brought up that I did want to talk about because last week we did a really extensive look through like all of the baby faces of note in AEW. And as Ryan pointed out, we did not bring up someone who is not just deserving to be mentioned, even if we don't think he's the guy, but he's also like 
already a main event star for them. And last night had one of his best matches as of late, Orange Cassidy. Um, I don't think any of us believe that he's like the guy to beat Max and then hold it for six months or whatever. Well, but, <laughs> but Matt, I know you've been bullish for the longest time on like him as a, I guess, a sort of most Foley-esque moment yeah. winner, right? A guy who they shock the world and he wins the world's title. Maybe he only has it for a month or so, whatever it may be. But I do... While I'm not convinced it's even necessary, he definitely deserves it being considered, right? He's that good of a talent. He's that big of a star. So what do you make of that, him kind of just generally at this point? We'll talk that for a little bit. I think you're seeing uh, his character kind of evolve in the last couple months. Um, they're definitely doing more of like, oh, I don't even, antics isn't the right word, but I can't think of the right word. Like, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're definitely starting to push that as being like him doing mind games and not actually him not caring. Right. And he's shown more aggression and um, he's talking a little bit more. I actually really do wonder if he should be the world champion. I said that to you last night. Like, I, he just look, he just comes off like a fucking star, man, in a way that not a whole lot of people in that company mm-hmm. do right now. That fucking when his music hit last night, and a good that was a great crowd last night. Great crowd. A lot yeah. of guys came off better than they had in a long time. But I don't know, man. He's fucking good. Like legitimately mm-hmm. good, despite Manny's hatred of him. Um, he's over as hell. Like I think you can make a real case that they should put the world title on. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. But I think you can. I think you can make a strong case for it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Manny, I know you're not a big fan, but I did get to watch the opening with you last night. Um, they tore it up, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the the 40th person on my Fleet 50, Orange Cassidy, being the world champion. Forty's <laughs> notes. <laughs> you know, I just... Is that the drink Tony's going to be watching this trying to figure out his next world champion? Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, your fleet fifty is fucking terrible. Whoa! <laughs> that was a bro. You had thing. you had fucking Eric Redbeard on there. Hey man, that hey that that one match that he had last year was a standout and better than most people. He had two matches last match. year, bro. Watch product. Yeah, he came back and teamed with uh, Danhausen, right? Danhausen. Yeah, the first oh, match uh, was he was genuinely the first it. match. You know, for you, Danhausen. <laughs> my god I'm going to start well, doing that now I do want to Danhausen did have a great performance yesterday running up the ramp but besides mm-hmm. the point uh, Orange I mean he's actually very good yeah he's I, I haven't been watching a lot of Orange yeah. matches so I when you guys when when she was saying that story about uh, him it's just like a, a, a ruse just to trick people mm-hmm. I can't really I don't know I haven't really been watching his matches so I don't know if that's true or not I just you know I thought it was awesome. Man, doing it a lot. There you go. Yeah, this is very interesting. He, I think to be fair, man, like a, lot stuff, a lot of stuff. Probably stuff's been on rampage, right, mate? Like a lot of it has. Yeah. Um, they were saying oh, it yeah, a lot last night rampage. too. They were talking about. Yeah. His mind, like when he had his hands in his pockets, when Wheeler kept chopping him. Hmm. They would. Excalibur was really emphasizing. I think it was Excalibur. It might have been Tony. They're really emphasizing yeah. is like it's his mind games to get into you's head and. 
he's defended the old Atlantic title like twelve times. <laughs> Something insane. Yeah. He's like one of the most, he is like some of the most defenses in AEW title history, like legitimately. It's a kind of insane run he's having without anyone really even paying attention to it. It's happening quietly. Okay. It's getting I mean, over in the his, audience, you know. So But are any of his matches like memorable besides like I guess the pseudo ones can be memorable because of what they yeah. did. But um, I can't think of any other match. Not really, but I don't really think they've been positioned that way. They're kind exactly. of like they're just a lot they're of the nine time, minute rampage main event. Yes, exactly. I like the match with Lee quite a bit, though. I will say, yeah, I thought that was like a really good Lee performance Lee. too. Everyone performs well against Orange Man. He's one he's of the smarter good. wrestlers, you know. He's very, very smart wrestler. Um, like, I just, I, I think, I still, th- I even if you were like, I could make a case now that maybe you keep the belt on him a little bit longer, but I still think he has to win it that way. Where it just yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like him suckering uh, Shibata was memorable. That's um, him suckering oh, Max into giving him a title match and then just beating him. Yeah, man. He's a player. He's, and I, I'm glad it actually was brought up because I we talked about almost everyone on the roster last week. So he should have really came up just, just on overness yeah. alone. Um, I think it's a lot star, of it man. is, yeah, I think a lot of it is that he'd been kind of on the B show for a lot of reasons. So he kind of, you put him suicide almost, but he's been winning and he's been staying over and he's kind of adding strings to his bow. And the biggest thing of Orange is, I mean, the gimmick's great and it's got over huge, but I just, I always try and stress it, how good of a wrestler that guy is. But uh-huh. he, I ain't breaking any news. I know that, but that is, he's such a smart wrestler. Um, and he's, this is the beauty of the beauty of that character is he knows it front to back. So it's like, he knows when to ramp it up and when to play certain ways. Like he's just very, very good at that. I mean, even the little touches, like the fucking backpack deal. And that's, yeah. that's a tiny thing that it's like, I would assume that's purely come from how well he knows who he should be as Orange Cassidy. I just like, we talk about this stuff sometimes and it never happens. And it probably wouldn't happen this time either. But like, you can't help but just picture that dude on like a late night talk show coming out with the fucking backpack mm-hmm. and taking the, you know what I mean? Like and yeah, doing his doing fucking, his bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. Oh, my. I can picture that now, him on Jimmy Fallon. And people would just post a picture of Roman when he was on Jimmy Fallon and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and just like. Yeah. I don't think Matt was worried about the people that are going to post about. He's talking, no, thinking more about I don't. Like, you know, I try not to worry about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Willie, um, really, last week, we had like an interest. Because like, we all agree on mm-hmm. his work, but we all kind of questioned the rest. Obviously, this was not going to disprove anything about what you think of him as a promo. But it did kind of remind me personally. Um, it did remind me in terms of what he can do as a heel, the intensity uh-huh. that he can kind of tap into, which is saying he's not really had a chance to do it all in AEW. That's his highest ceiling right now is as like a real fucking aggressive, kind of um, definitely cocky, but almost kind of obnoxious in some ways, right? Like he's uh, he's he was really, really great last night. So it was a big night for him. He's probably his best performance is the Moxley match, so. Worth knowing. Uh, yeah, I had I had to like towards the middle back end of, of the pillars and killers, like out of the eight. But mm-hmm. after yesterday's performance, if he stays a heel, I think he's gonna push up more into that to like maybe the third or fourth spot. Because that man, he was really great as a heel last night. He's yeah, tremendous. Him uh, I said to you last night, Manny. A lot of people aren't aware that they're sixty minute Iron Man or not Iron Man, six minute draw. Yeah. Garcia and you that it was flipped the other way and Garcia was the baby face. You know, I want to see both those guys get a chance to do it on national TV because Garcia, 
he can wrestle his ass off either way. But babyface, he can really have some fire that's a lot of fun. So, um, couple names here I want to quickly hit on. Jason, you're right. We didn't mention Kenny Omega. Here's the reason why. Jack Crosby yeah, was on the show. Good. No. Jack Crosby was on the show, and I did not want him to explain that when he was a kid, he bought a magazine that said Flair should wrestle Hogan. So, therefore, now Kenny needs to wrestle Roman. I've done that right. conversation with him approximately 17 times. Yeah. If I brought up Kenny Omega, it would have been 18. So, we'll do it now. Kenny Omega is the best wrestler on the roster that isn't called Brian Danielson. I'll leave that to be debated. That's fine. But he's I think he's clearly better than everyone else on the roster. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think maybe the biggest match they have on their active roster right now is, is him challenging for the belt again because of how the audience views him. And the story you could tell of him trying to reclaim the belt that he like destroyed himself to keep is very, very compelling. How him and Max Mesh, probably not perfectly, but Kenny's like floor is like fucking four and a quarter, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Max is really good too. So I'm all in on him being a challenger. I think just based on where he's at physically or was at physically, he looks great now, but where he was at previously... He's probably not the guy to build around, but I am very much ready for big match babyface Kenny. And I've been there for you know since he went went back uh, to get healthy. I've been there like I want him to kind of be what Sean was in the two thousands for WWE. You know, like when it's big Showtime, when you find a marquee match for Kenny. That's for I'm personally on him. So I don't know. Matty, Matty? I I really I really no, hope no, that no. they lose. I really hope they lose the uh, title that Revolution because. I think it's just a, I think it's a disservice that Kenny is in a trio. I know he wants to do the trios thing, but I think it's a disservice. Like he's finally healthy in his AEW run. And this is actually mm-hmm. a time where you can actually do these big singles matches and they're not taking advantage of. Yeah. Because like, I remember his I think it was a fightful thing where he did it where Sean just did like a new dump and whatever, put like whatever minor stories in. He said Kenny finally feels like uh after New Japan, after he did the Tokyo Dome, he felt like He's that dude. He remembered who he was, and I if you look that way, it's yeah. just yeah. And it's just say hypothetically, Kenny does leave. I think it's just like crazy. I think it's crazy that if he does leave, we never got any of these big matches, singles matches. So I think they should yeah. take advantage of him right now as they can. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna lose those belts, mate. What do you think, Kenny Omega? I mean, if you put the belt on him, you might show up on Raw with it. So I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big Omega guy, though, right? Like you're much more of Omega. I love fan Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I wish. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we're going to get this next week. Actually, I think they're going to set this up on Rampage. I'm quietly convinced of it. The way oh, that God. Buddy was centered, I feel like they're going to. That. that was actually really cool. He did a good job well, too. Yeah, he's okay. Um, yeah, he didn't do spooky bullshit. He just cut a promo. What about Pack? Famously, on like episode three of the Late Night Grim, we had like our first conflict with the chat when Matt and I were like, "Well, I'm not sure he's a top guy," yeah. and then we realized that that's like a thing that will happen on the show sometimes. We've never looked back yeah. since and argue with the chat every week now. Um, so, what about him? He's a he's a great wrestler, but he's also a really weird part of the promotion in the sense that he's either like on all the time or he just vanishes and goes back home. Right. It's very very interesting to follow, honestly. But he's a great wrestler. Um, Manny, what do you think? think? So, I feel I feel like he always has visa issues. I think he just likes going home. Yeah, I think he just likes going home, man. Matt, what did you I, say? I don't think he's a world champion, and I don't mean that disrespectfully no, at all. I'm I think saying, he's yeah. very, very good. I don't think he's a world champion. I don't think he if you do, that, I mean, not, I'm not going to argue with you. I just, to me, he's not a world champion. The one thing about him that I genuinely don't like is he's like, he's thing the babyface heel thing with him does like actually annoy me legitimately. Because it, I don't yeah. know if it's by design or it's just what he thinks he is as a wrestler, but like 
when he was a clear babyface, he would still do heel shit all the time. And I get some people like that, but I just thought it made him kind of uninteresting. I remember when yeah. he would be a babyface and he would work dark and he would not do the, his finish. Mm-hmm. And they would boo and it'd be like, who's, who's this for? Like, just yeah. do, do your finish, bro. Like, at least don't tease it if you don't want to do it. I just, I don't know. He's a great, great wrestler. Um, Dukes, I think that's fair. He probably, he probably could have been world champion when the company first started. For sure, yeah. I'll say this. I think he is probably criminally understated and under kind of like mentioned when it comes to, we talk about the best wrestlers in the promotion historically yeah. and currently, he should probably come up a lot more than he does. I think um, I'd bet his match resume in AEW start to finish. He's like almost unparalleled. I'd imagine. Um, he's, he's, so yeah. And I, I don't mean this derisively. He's a part-time guy. I don't, mean, that's, I don't mean that as a knock on him. That's cool. I mean, shit. Yeah. If you can be, if you can fucking show up for a couple months and then go home for two months, that's fucking awesome, genuinely. Yeah. But it, it kind of does limit your ceiling. And I'm not saying that he should change it. Do the fuck, do whatever the fuck. If he's happy doing what he's doing, then he should keep doing it. But um, I, you can't make him the world champion in that scenario. Reese asked here, does Dukes have the talent to beat Hogan at Starcade? So I'm going to use this to pivot some. Because, Matt, I was telling you about this NWO documentary, but I didn't tell you about my favorite part. So I'm going to do that here now. On the uh, Now, I'm going to reiterate again. I don't think I've got a chance to play as much on the shows. This is the most incredible thing that I have seen in terms of wrestling documentaries ever. It is produced with a, a, um, a nature, a, an expansive fashion that is completely bizarre to watch wrestling. Bischoff approaches it as though he is Scorsese discussing Goodfellas. Um, the documentary starts with Bischoff fishing, talking graps. Then he's walking his dog, talking graps, and it closes with him doing a barbecue, which was the highlight of the whole program. Um, Hulk Hogan puts up 60 in this thing. I mean, he is like in peak form. He's talking about the Make-A-Wish kids preventing him from turning heel. The works. And then we reached Starcade 97, which is what Reese was referencing regarding Young Dukes. Now, May, what is your guess when I say to you, what would Eric Bischoff say about Starcade 97? Um, and the infamous, the infamous fast count more specifically, I should say. I don't even think you would acknowledge it as a problem. So, famously, on his uh, 83 Weeks program podcast, he has often discussed the the allegation that Sting wasn't tanned enough, right? which was, was referencing there with that comment. Incredibly, 25 years removed from the incident, Bischoff decided that enough was enough and he would simply blame Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so... Wow. He basically just says that Terry showed up and said, I don't want to do the job. I don't want to do the finish. But this is where the art really begins. So it has been widely accepted. The finish was a fast count, restart the match. And the allegation has always been Hogan may or may not have told Nick Patrick, forget the fast count part, brother, brother. Right? That's always been what people have kind of have suggested that Hogan did. Yeah. Whilst, while Bischoff pivoted one way, Hogan went the other because his new take on it was on this documentary. Sting was simply supposed to kick out and he had no idea that Brett was going to be involved in the finish or any of that was going to happen. He claimed they, that none of that was planned. It was all ad lib because Sting forgot to kick out, which I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, but I believe Matt, that is a first time lawyer, even for Hogan. That's a new one. I think I'm pretty That's sure. Hard. 
Um, what this means the original finish was, I don't know. Hogan claimed that people were so stressed out, he just said, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> Which is fucking incredible. <laughs> so I, I say all this to say, folks, you got to see it. The A&E biography about the NWO, it is extraordinary. There's some actual really good stuff in it. I'm being silly. I mean, I, some of Bischoff's stuff is of the highest order, but Hogan, good Lord, man. Hogan explaining that none of the guys liked each other while they were all best friends and they just didn't like him. Fucking extraordinary. One eye. Yeah. Okay. One of the great lies in wrestling history. Okay. Well, at mm? times he's an artist. Let me walk that back a little bit. Yeah, well, he's a raging piece of shit, isn't he? Oh, I mean, for sure, yeah. For wrestling pops, he provides those just a few <laughs> doors are opening and closing. So much is going on. All right, fellas. Yeah. Do we think it's do we it's Fleet 50 time? What do we reckon? I think we what can do it. Yes. Okay. Does Manny know about the big project I did this week? He does not. No one knows, Matty. Please tell the people what you've been doing, you've been up to. I don't I don't know if I want to admit it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> what day was that? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to spend my Tuesday on the famed website that I definitely don't have heat with, known as cagemat.net, because I went to fill out my Fleet 50 that morning, the day it was due, of course, and I got to like three names and I was like, I'm fucked. I don't know what the fuck to do here. Um, so what I did... Manny, is I went to cage match and I said, fuck these wrestler ratings because they're horse shit and they're biased and people just put dumb shit. And, <laughs> and I said, we're going to do match ratings. And I compiled, nah. I compiled the match ratings of every AEW match in 2022. Every single match that had a rating in AEW in 2022. <laughs> and I generated, yeah. And I generated a list of average match ratings for every single person that wrestled in the company that had a match that had a rating. What? How much time did you have? Uh, this took me about six hours. Um, it took him longer than this, and it did for me to just actually do the flip fifty. Yeah. So this, so, so, so some some fun facts. Um, Two hundred and thirty-four wrestlers had matches oh. in AEW that got. At least Good. a rating of some kind, yes. which means you know obviously anything under five minutes mm -hmm. is not eligible. And then of course not every single match has enough votes to get a rating. Um, so the art here is that I spent six to seven hours on this. <laughs> um, I'm behind the paywall, so I can admit that I did this at work, so I got paid to do this. Just to be clear, I did not do this in my free time. Um, <laughs> and then I did. I went to do my ballot. And I used this date. I did not use it exclusively. I made. I still made my own choices. But so I spent seven hours on this, and then I spent about five minutes on my ballot. Um, submitted it, and like immediately, Joe's like, "Why did you have to cast you so low?" And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Holy um, shit! I don't even have to cast you. Oh my! Oh, I do. No, I don't. Hashi. So I think man, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> the biggest takeaway I have from uh, from this project is the confirmation that this site is brutally biased and filled with elite merchants. <laughs> because Manny, 
you'll you'll love to know that the number one wrestler in AEW based on average match rating. And I, I actually I should clarify, this is wrong. I I did both their overall rating and I did the rating of their top ten matches. Okay. Because you know, we Joe and I we've had this argument before, quality versus quantity, and so it's kind of like the best of their best. Number one is Matt Jackson. <laughs> of course. And and number two is Nick Jackson. Have you considered um, that that's the case because they had the best matches, or are you friends? I've out? considered it, yes. Um, <laughs> I've I've uh, I've scrapped it. I don't buy it, but I did consider it. <laughs> okay, um, good. They didn't have that many matches this year. What's that? Last year. Well, they had enough they didn't to have that many matches. They had ten ones that that rated high. So Nick had twenty five rated matches. Wow. Matt had twenty four. Um, to be fair, if we go by what? the uh, just the overall rating. Um, they're second and third because number one is Kenny Omega. <laughs> Wait, shoot! How did that work? How did Matt have twenty four and then Nick, Nick had twenty five? Nick had a singles match. Yeah, the singles against. Um... I don't remember who. Against. Oh, Danielson! Danielson. That's right. Was that, the, I think that was, was that, that was twenty twenty one? It would have been against... the match that Matt wasn't in. I don't. I can't tell you because I didn't. Yeah, I was literally. I basically created a spreadsheet where I could just copy and paste shit. So I did not mm-hmm. actually like. He wrestled at Phoenix. Phoenix. He wrestled Trent on Rampage. Thank you very much, Dragon. Great match, by the way. That match was killer. Oh, yeah, that was a good match. Um, I don't remember. So, the, so I guess we'll do the the Fleet Fifty, and I'll just reference this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can mate? tell everyone, um, since we. Why not? Um, 88 wrestlers in AEW wrestled at least 10 matches that had ratings. Um, hmm. The lowest average was 4.75, which was Jade Cargill. Um, 87th at 5.18 was Ty Mello. And 86th at 5.5 was Anna Jay. One of them that needed to be cited, really. Again. Can you tell the people about Abaddon? Brings up some other points. that. Oh, yeah, Abaddon... I don't have the number on here because I didn't, but I think it was 18. Abaddon wrestled 18 matches in 2022 in AEW, and yeah. none of them were long enough to That's qualify for a rating. Fucking awesome. Real gross. Um Of the 234 wrestlers, Vert uh, Vixen has a 2.61. Um, she wrestled one match that got a rating. Um, that was against Jade Cargill. Uh, Daniel Camella has a 3.33. Disrespectful. The coach, Madison Rain, has a (laughs) 4.34. In one of the more disrespectful things I've ever seen in my life, the bunny has a 5 average. Um, Are you calling the cage match right as sexist right now, Matt? Yes, I am. Yes. Um, It was either you were calling them that or exposing yourself as that, so I'm glad it was the full one. It's good. It's definitely not. Yeah. We're just, you know, you, you kind of start a campaign there for a moment. I was concerned. It's horseshit, man. Yeah. The women yeah. are brutally rated on this site. Nyla Rose has got a 6.03. Willow Nightingale's 5.83. She's 80th oh, out of 88 wrestlers. Fucking Manny voting all the time. Ben made the exact same fucking bit, though. <laughs> the, highest, the highest rated woman. Yep. Is a uh, cheetah at thirty-two? Fuck, forgot cheetah too. All right, let's go through the fifty. All right, I'm not even going to pull my ballot up because I'm not happy with it. But I will reference where they Here are we go, on the folks. list. 
So a couple, couple uh, more numbers for you. We had 40 ballots this year, which was a few less than last year, but we had 152 wrestlers, which was 29 more than we had last year. And we thought last year was a pretty excessive number. 152 oh, is uh, insane. All right, before we get into the uh, the rundown here, I want to give you a couple of strange ones. Um, Eric Redbeard came in at 82. He was on just two ballots, but one of them had him at five. <laughs> so that really yeah. did a lot of heavy lifting for him. His average Hiroshi... rating was 6.16, by the way. Pop. Hiroshi Tanahashi made it to 60. Um, he was only on seven ballots, but one had him at two. <laughs> and others oh, wow. others had him in the 20s. He had two matches in the promotion, but one of them was great enough to get him on seven ballots. No argument for me. Wait, everybody's making fun of me, man. I had, I had. Well, because you posted yours. What? We can't make fun of the other people. We can't see them. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had Eric, Eric Redbeard in like the thirty-seven to forty range, and Tanahashi in the. Right, here's my favorite one. Range. Before we get into this, there's a couple more. Okay, so Cody Rhodes was at fifty-six. Almost he, was an honorable mention. He was the highest-rated wrestler who did not have ten matches in AEW. There you go. Eight he appeared to. He appeared on just four ballots, but was high on all of them. So, yeah. Cody nearly made was an, was the honorable. He wrestled one match, to be clear. Right here's the pop for me: the world's tag team champions, Austin and Colton Gunn. Combined three ballots between these two gentlemen. Austin Gunn came in at 130 because he was on just one. Ba- he was on just one ballot. Inexplicably, there was another ballot that also had that. You know, the, the one that had Austin had Colton, but there was one that just had Colton. And not only did it just have Colton, he was in the 20s on this ballot while Austin, uh-huh. <laughs> Austin was completely absent. So Colton broke the top 100. Um, three Colton combined... wrestled more matches than Austin did in 2022. It's kind of crazy the World Tag Team Champs when they're that like yeah. distant from having matches, but we remember. They come up three times. 65th and 66th year in the cage match. 6.28. Both of them in the same top 10. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into so we've got a few honorable mentions before we get into the 50 itself. So 55, Malachi Black. Um, didn't wrestle a lot, obviously, but when he did wrestle, he did have some good matches in the trio's department. So I'm not surprised that he got close. 47th in the cage match ratings. There you go. I want to be cl- when I say these numbers, I want to be clear that you had to have 10 matches mm-hmm. yeah, I that had ratings to get into the works for me. Yeah, um, ranking. I had nine thirty. Tired. Wow, tied at 53. We have Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. Now, you know, Ruby missed some time there at the end of the year. Thunder Rosa, obviously, um, for right or wrong, her perception of her kind of changed a lot as the year went on, right? So they both just missed out. How did they fare, May? Rosa was 62 at 6.31, and Ruby was 64 at 6.28. My God. Emmy Sakura. At 52, just missed out. Um, I was kind of convinced she'd, she'd creep in there just based on like how consistent her work is on the sea shows. But I'm always aware that a lot of us miss those, so I'm not too surprised. How did she? 38, 7.07. That's a fucking hooper, isn't it? Yep. Real graps. 49 um, matches she wrestled in 2022, 17 of which got ratings. My God. Mm. At 51, Bandido, who I'm not even sure wrestled more than like three matches in AEW, right? But you gotta you gotta count those matches were high level, except the Ethan Page one, but well I mean Gito wrestled three matches, seven point zero four average. The Jericho match did a lot of heavy lifting there, if we're being real, because the mm-hmm. other one was Ethan Page and then the other one was like a dark match, wasn't it? 
Who else did he wrestle? Oh, Rouge. Oh, 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 it was Rouge. It was that shitty match with Rouge that you had where your boy fucking took a whole match and got beaten by, lost by roll-up or whatever he did that night. It was incredible. I remember I remember that radio went four on it. Okay. Uh, Bandito finished right behind uh, that Hagane Shinu guy who was 7.06. Oh, Shinu's brother. He wrestled one match that uh, could have a rating, and it was against Kenny Omega. Bro. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. All right. Makes sense. I, I All have, right. I have, Getting I a 7.06 with Kenny is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I have Bandito at 21. Yeah, it's the guy. What the fuck? All right. Let's get into the 50. Here we go, folks. In at 50, we kick off with a a controversial name these days, Andrade El Idolo. Uh, He was unranked on 23 ballots. Those that he did appear on, his lowest performance was 48. His highest was 16th. Um, Not surprised that he was missing from over half of these ballots because of everything that went down. And the fact that, honestly, when he was around, he wasn't exactly wrestling every week, so I want to see kind of surprise he made it. Oh, here he is at 50. Matty, how did he fare in the land of the cage match? Uh, 30th, 7.37. He wrestled 14 matches, 11, 11 of which were rated. 14 is crazy. I know he went home in, like, September, but good Lord, man. It's the same amount CM uh, Punk wrestled. <laughs> so, Joe, you said Andrade was at which low? How low was he on the... He was missing from 23 ballots. The ones that he was on, his lowest was 48. Okay. I had Matt 46 on mine. Yeah, you were. So always went... The reason I, I do both, folks, is so you get an idea of the range. Obviously, it's worth noting that whoever had him at 48 still had him higher than the 23 people that didn't have him at all. So it's not necessarily yeah. a... It's just to give some perspective. That's all. Um, okay, this one was really interesting. Because he took 10 ballots to even emerge on any of them. First, through 10 ballots, he hadn't even come up once. Here is at 49. Uh-huh. Christian Cage missed out on 27 of our 40 ballots. Uh, it was 46 for his lowest of those that he was on. But the big game changer was he got a lot of love on the ballots he made. So here we got him at 7th he was at, 9th and 13th. He had three top 15 ballots. Wow. Did not wrestle much, but he is Christian Cage. So ultimately, I think we can live with it. Matty, I'm sure the cage match was not so kind to Christian Cage. Christian Cage wrestled seven matches in 2022 for AW, five of which were rated. His average rating was 6.89, which He's is beast, right, right below so. Yuka Sakazaki. Ultimately, it's Christian Cage, so. Yeah. I hope the promotion deserves to be in the top 50. All right. We move. 48. Chris Statlander was left she off of... Wrestle. She was she wrestled more than Bandito. <laughs> yeah. She was left off of 30 ballots. She came in at 36 on the lowest of those that she did appear on. But you talk about getting some love, Christian Cage. Chris Statlander appeared at both fourth and seventh on two differing ballots, which was enough to make her into the 50. So um some very uneven results on Chris Statlander. How'd she go on that? Uh, Chris wrestled 18 matches for AEW, nine of which were rated, so she just missed the cut. Um, her average rating was 6.18, which is just behind Angelico. Um, and if she had qual, if she had that 10th match, um, she would have rated 71 right behind Nick Camarado. Yeah, um, she was really building momentum big, wasn't she? When she, before she went and got hurt, she was rolling. I remember that match she had in Vegas with Ruby on TV being tremendous. Uh, the, you know, the Owen match they had? She fucking um, rules. 
Yeah, she's awesome. She was just about getting there. So I understand why a couple of people had her higher because at one point it felt like she was really rolling. Um, it's just a shame the injury cut her off when she looked like she was just about to, uh, you know, to, to win the uh, the TBS title. So speaking of the TBS title, 47, Jade Cargill. Now, obviously, we know how she, how she did on the cage match front. But uh, obviously a prominent player on TV throughout most of the year. She was unranked on 23 ballots. She did appear at 50 on one of the 17 she made, but she got a lot of love too. Eighth, ninth, and eleventh. Three different ballots had her in that top that top range there. So uh, that made up the difference. Fourteen of them, which were rated. Mm-hmm. Um, is it fair to say for Jade that like this year is kind of I don't want to do or die is so dramatic, but it feels like we need to find some answers this year, right? Like she's had the belt for every year now. Well, well, you kind of see how this, this is, it feels like a really important year for her to me. When you like, factor in that she, I don't think she's very happy with what they're doing with her at this point, then yeah, I would say it probably yeah. is. But it's interesting because I know that everyone, because of the kind of talent she is in terms of like her profile as a talent, I know a lot of people are desperate to kind of see what she would do in WWE, but she doesn't seem more interested in that schedule I don't, at all. Yeah, she does. I, it's why I genuinely take anything else aside, unless she just didn't want to do it. It's wild to me that she's not on that fucking reality show they're doing. That's insane. You think that's what she was actually referencing? Yeah, I think that's what she was referencing. Probably. I, yeah. And I don't. I don't think. I don't even think it's a reality show. Isn't it just like an embedded show or something like that? I, I think show. it's gonna be a reality show. Yeah. They're just trying to market a little bit different. They've already taped the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I mean, reality show wild. is like a broad term anyway, right? So it's, yeah. it's just wild. Yeah. Even I, like, I mean, number one, look at her, mm-hmm. and like she has a great person. And then even if you like, her husband's like a famous former baseball player like you could do shit with that too like yeah i don't know it's kind of wild they didn't put it on that show but you know there's no guarantee i mean maybe she'll be on season two we shall see um hey we moved to 46 all caps in the building hook who is not always listed in all caps but i'm convinced tony khan at one point declared that to be the way. So he would always be listed as Hook on Late Night Green content. He was missing from 18 ballots. Two folks had him at 50. Um, his highest was just 22nd. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how odd it can be, right? right? Like, the last couple names had from real high ones. 22nd, he was free, you know, appeared three times at that spot across the ballots he was on. Um, a really hard wrist at a rate because he's kind of an outlier. I'm sure cage match <laughs> signifies that, right, Matt? Yeah, he wrestled 16 matches, only three of which had ratings. Um, wow. His average rating was 5.89, which is 0.01 behind uh, Maki Ito. Wow, just three of them were, were long enough yeah. to be rated. Yeah, he went three matches over five minutes. What a fascinating case he is, huh? Mm-hmm. What is, and, and you know, you talk about Jade, and it's, they're very different for obvious reasons, but there's also a lot of overlap there, I think, in terms of what is their place as a sort of... Um, a sort of full-time part of the roster, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. It sounds unfair, but I guess you get what I mean, yeah. right? I'm actually kind of shocked how how they're right next to each other with the length of their matches and everything mm-hmm. like that. That's kind of it's kind yeah. of interesting, kind of weird that they're just right there. It's it's one of those things where if you'd have just told me they're next to each other at the bottom kind of 10 here, I'd, I'd have got it. But it is really interesting that Hook's highest was 22nd, while Jade had some yeah. like real high slots in there. You know, it's kind of it's just interesting the differences there. And the weird thing about them too is you can argue that Hook has had better moments than Jade right. has AW. Yeah. I think his high his highest so far in AW have been higher than Jade's. 
I think definitely because the Ricky moment was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. But Jade has had like more real matches, I guess would be the way I would describe it, right? Like she's had more longer matches than Hook even. She yeah. hasn't had many, but as match numbers just said, I mean, she's had a lot more than Hook. Hook's had three that were long enough to be rated, which is fucking nuts. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And he also had, I think what did... I think what helped him too was he had that Arthur Ashe match with uh, Action Bronson. Yeah, yeah. Hook's been. Fun. I mean, I, he's very fun. I, I'm happy for him to play the role he plays now forever. But I just, I assume he has bigger aspirations. So it'll be interesting what that looks like ultimately. Um, <laughs> to speak to to the brilliance of Cage match. Yes, um, that that Action Bronson match was rated a five point six. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. Don't know Cage match. Um. We move, 45, probably one of the most polarizing wrestlers in the whole promotion, Sammy Guevara, um, was left off 18 ballots, which is kind of wild considering the quality of a lot of his work throughout the year. Uh, he appeared at 46, but he also appeared at 6th and got a pop at 10th there too, so he had two top 10 ballots. Um, Sammy is genuinely the most divisive wrestler in the whole promotion at this point, right? And it's fair to say, I don't know what cage match makes that, Matt. I'm sure it's more generous. Uh, Sammy Guevara wrestled 29 matches in... 2022 28 of which were rated mm-hmm. um his top 10 average was 8.04 which is 12th in the company wow um, he's he's the last one to have an eight average um is that cody i didn't track his best match but his average of oh. his top 10 was 8.04 that's fucking his, his overall Good average is 6.73 so there is mm-hmm. a high variance on him. Um, Makes sense. But yeah, he's twelfth. He's twelfth on these rankings. I guess to be fair, he did get like wow. a couple chances to wrestle Brian, right? So I mean that always helps. But he's look, undeniably he has good matches, right? Yeah. Unquestionably. Um all right. We moved from the most polarizing wrestler in the promotion to the most unanimously beloved one. Sting at forty four. Um which is hilarious because he's about 20 years removed from that age at this point. But here he is at 44. Was left off 14 ballots. Appeared at 49th twice. Listen to this, though, man. 6th, 9th, and 11th. All places that Sting appeared at throughout the Fleet 50. A lot of love for Sting. Um, Obviously, again, another kind of weird candidate because of how he's used. But I think everyone agrees that when he's around, he's a hoot. So, Matt, what did uh, did it line the cage match from? Sting wrestled seven matches, all of which got ratings. His average was 6.83. Worth noting they didn't like the Jeff Jarrett match, so ultimately what does yeah. it matter? Right? Um, that is just behind uh, Lever Bates. Is that necessary? Could you left that you left that little factoid out of it, can you, Matt? She wrestled let Lever wrestled one match that got rated and it was a six point eight eight somehow. Who against? Uh, I don't know. I think it was a six person tag. Um also oh. tied with Leave at 6.88 is Silas Young. All right, we'll leave that there. Um, Sting, what do that's we think? Why I didn't put, that's why I didn't put these in the actual number. <laughs> Sting's, Sting's last year, he has, he has said he's he said that you know he's he's not going to wrestle away from Derby. It's going to be um, it's going to be something alongside Derby. They're winning the tag belts pay per view. Oof, I think uh. they're winning, but I think they're in the match. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they won them and they wrestle FTR since they've had an ongoing, yeah. like on and off feud with them, and mm-hmm. then they, that's the team they turn heel on. You know? Yeah, They're maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I um, Sting has been 
honestly, I think, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate this because ultimately he's Sting. You should be able to use Sting critically. But I think he's actually one of Tony Khan's like low key best triumphs as a booker. Go fuck yourself, Dukes. I think he's actually one of his biggest hits as a booker. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. They've really mm-hmm. they've nailed it with Sting. Like he's he's never been. I mean, he's tested himself to the limit in terms of what he wants to do. But in terms of booking, I think he's been used pretty much perfectly. I understand some people get frustrated with the fact that he never loses, but fuck it, it's Sting. Um, people actually get mad about that. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's kind well, of I, I hope, I hope Tony Khan, before Sting retires, he brings in Goldberg, and you know they do a little magic <laughs> together. You know, bro, he could he could kill Sting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why you have him like on, on the tag team. team. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Darby Goldberg and Sting. Darby, yeah. Goldberg, and Sting versus Joe, Nick Aldis, and Stevie Ray. All right. I'll say Sammy, Sammy Guevara. He's a spear. <laughs> I was trying to think of WCW wrestlers, and some, for some reason, my brain just fucking threw Stevie Ray to the center. <laughs> yeah, but I do want to say, I think it's I think it's pretty insane that Darby's a part of great – Mudo's uh, last match, and then mm-hmm. he was, now he's going to be part of Sting's last match. Yeah, it's pretty That's, cool. Yeah. Well, you need to take all the bumps, brother. Um, all right, let's move to 43. We were just talked about him earlier. Frustrating year for this guy, unfortunately. Powerhouse Hobbs, 43. He was left off at 12 ballots. He appeared at 49th on one of them. He appeared at 19th on another. A lot of 30 40 range for, for Hobbs. Um, just never got any rhythm in the year, right? He had some. I'd say the closest he got was when he was teaming with Ricky, and they had that little tag title program, extended program, swerving our glory, and then it fed into the tag titles. Um, once they split up, man, he he killed Ricky in a squash, and then they run it back, and that was about it for the year. So, man, how did he go on on the cage match front? Um, twenty nine matches, fifteen of them which were rated seven point one three average, which is thirty fifth. Not too bad, actually, bro. Look at this. Look at this match that Lever was in. There Athena, Sheeta, and Ruby over Emmy, Lever, and, and, and Sri. Sakura was in, yeah. She probably never even tagged in the match. <laughs> that legitimately, you could argue the four best workers in the division in that match, right? Yeah. Mechanically. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Well, no, not the four best because Jamie. Oh, my Jamie's bad. in the four. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, four. Your, your point's right, though, yeah. Yeah, like. That's mm-hmm. like almost the division's elite mechanically, right? Mm-hmm. Jamie should be in there. My bad. You, you, you um, know what? I think what happened during that match was Tony booked all the great, all these great women wrestlers, and looked around and said, "Fuck, man, we need a six. And so Leva Bates is running some coffee and said, "Oh, hey, Leva, get your working shoes on. <laughs> you got to go out there." She scrapped the blue hair finally. She did. She was on Elevation this week, I think, if I remember right. Remember a Red Hot program with. Uh... With uh, Blake and Murphy and Alexa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real graps. She was there when the Vault Villains won the World's Tag Team titles. Those were the days, folks. Back right? when they used to do studio wrestling. Yeah. In Brooklyn, I, massive uh-huh. reaction. Yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this now, looking back. Um, how would you, because I think, I still know what I'm thinking, but I think it's a misopportunity that Ricky and Hobbs never won the tag titles. Yeah. Yeah. They... Tony went full TW at one point last year in which, because it made sense for the individuals involved, he split like a bunch of teams, it felt like. 
And at no point did he come to the, the mathematic equation that, oh, fuck, all of my, team, my teams are, like, you know, racing here. Like, yeah. the Hobbs angle was a good angle, but everyone knew Swerve and Keith weren't long for the tag division. It almost felt like they could have run as the top heel team for a bit there. Um, in fairness, Ricky is – I think Ricky's benefited, right? Ricky's – what do you think yeah. of the Jericho feud? That's a big match. I actually like the segment last night. I seem to be the only one who did, but no, you weren't the only one. But the, the, but as a tag team, it did feel like they left some money on the table there. Unfortunately, they did. Um, yeah, I would certainly love to. I mean, I know we do this bit all the time, but knowing what they think of Hobbs in particular, it would have been nice to see FTRS with those guys, wouldn't it? That'd have been a fun one mm-hmm. to get. So, um, yeah, it's a shame. I, I seriously, I do hope. I know we talked about him last week, some, and we were kind of all over the place on him, but. I do hope Hobbs gets a chance to do something of substance here at some juncture. It's just, it feels like he's complete untapped potential at this point to me, which is a shame. But you see Arn's quote about him, guys? Did you yeah, guys see that? No. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he's, he was all in on him. It's just, it was interesting to kind of ponder, like, I say a lot, but the Punk match was, fuck, like nearly 18 months ago now, you know? Next month is 18 months since that match. It's crazy. I, I actually feel bad that Hobbs has been kind of overshadowed, overshadowed by all the talent that they brought in. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, after he split, I mean, it's kind of hard when you have people like Bandito come in and doing one shots, and people want him or Bruce or, yeah, or Takeshita, you know, like guys like that. So I mean, he's he's a guy you're gonna have to like invest in. He's not gonna be able to do that kind of thing, you know. He's not gonna be able to have like a one off and have a fucking four star match. He's a guy you have to. He's a project, right? But I don't. He just doesn't. I don't know if he fits Tony Khan's kind of mold yeah, generally. I'm, I don't know. I know he's a project, but guys like that, like it's kind of weird doing projects on like guys in their early thirties, mid thirties. You know, I get it. It's just a. It depends on what you see. See, I still think he could get. He could get uh-huh. big, but we'll see. Um, similar candidate up next guy who simply got a lot further on the roster, but I don't think he's dissimilar in kind of overall mold. Wardlow, forty-two. Um, we've left off thirteen ballots. Uh, he he finished at fifty on one. His highest was eleventh. There was a sizable drop off. Um, off that 11th ballot. Most of it, he lived in the middle. I had him, I think I had him around 30 in that ballpark, and that's kind of where he lived for the most part. So, you know, I think if you had him on there, you kind of appreciate what he did. If not, he was not, he wasn't listed at all. So, Matt, how did you do on Cage Match? He's a kind of unique one too, really. Uh, 32 matches, 19 of which were rated. 6.60, which is 53rd, right behind Britt Baker. So Hobbs, now that I'm thinking about this this cage match element, Hobbs definitely those tag matches with Ricky helped his average uh-huh. a lot. I'd imagine, right? The, like the tree, the triple threat ones they had. Um, yeah, he Wardlow. I think his work was actually pretty damn good throughout 2022. I just think the perception people kind of lost interest in him at some point. I think that hurt him on the ballots a little bit. Actually, I think he's a better worker than he gets credit for. I think he's I agree. Yeah, um, uh, just his ceiling's not as high as some people think it is. I would agree, yeah. Jack yeah, Crosby. So, no shocker, Warlow didn't make my list. Um, but I think what helped, what hurt him most was the MJF, MJF feud because I think the ending left a bad taste in people's mouths, and then he had that subpar TNT title where he killed it. Yeah, you know? yeah the follow-up to the MJF feud, yeah. yeah. Well, Max coming out and immediately kind of shoot prime. <laughs> it's probably not really the – Yeah. You know. While Wardlow did something with Smart Mark Sterling, that wasn't really the, is the best way to capitalize, I fear, but – Imagine um, that, huh? It's a shame. 41, this was a guy I was super high on throughout the years. We are surprised now. And Trent Bretter, um, I think I had him at like 20, which is incredible. He was left off 15 ballots. He appeared at 49th on one. He appeared at 11th on another. He mostly was in the 30s. I was one of the highest ballots on him. 
I, I just think that guy's such good work. And when I was at the Rampage taping, he worked Anthony Henry, and they had this fucking... I don't even know. Matt, that aired, right? Didn't it? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, good, right? Yeah. Um, I think he's terrific. Yeah, great right? match this week with Tony Nese. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, tremendous work. How did, he, how did he get on cage match? Uh, 45 matches, which I believe is in the top 10 in the company, 34 of which were rated. Uh, average rating of 7.6, which was 27th. God damn, bro. That's a that's pretty impressive considering the kind of matches he has, you know? Yeah. Um, well, there you go. I feel uh, kind of yeah. validated by this. Manny, did you, did you leave him off? I left him off, man. You know, I'm looking at this list and I should have switched him out with <laughs> some of these names, you know? Manny like, lent in. Matt, when you was reading that, Manny went like this. He lent and looked at his paper and he went, God damn. <laughs> I will say, now obviously, again, like we're, I'm, I'm using the average of their top ten matches, so it's going to lean high anyway. Yeah. But it's still pretty impressive that they have forty fucking wrestlers yeah. that average seven or higher. The M forty ring's of incredible. them. Yeah. ring's unbelievable. I just Trent. That really, I do think is impressive from Trent because he doesn't have like main event matches often, right? Yeah. I guess he had some on Rampage to be fair, but even still, a, a really good go, year. For sure. Go, Benny. I want to go back. Uh, I, I have Will Hobbs on my list. I forgot to mention that. I have him at 44, and he was on 43 on this list. There you go. Not bad. Um, Trent and Chuck, they were going to win them World Tag Team titles. What do you think, boys? No. Uh, do we think Trent stays? Do we think Trent stays in that team forever, or are they going to do that heel turn of T's 12 times? <laughs> I don't know on that one. That's a good He's just kind of a dick, right? Bro, <laughs> I guess. Bro, I, I, feel, I feel so bad for Chuck if they do that. Yeah. Tony doesn't seem to see it in Chuck, man. Chuck's a really good worker, but Tony just doesn't seem to see anything of interest in him. Like the he biggest tag run, well, that unfortunately could be true. Um, I the most he's ever cared about Trent in a tag, like in 2022, anyway, was when Rocky was around, wasn't it? That was yeah. when he was like, "Oh, let's do stuff." He just doesn't see care about them as a team. It's bizarre. I mean, I, you feel like he's like that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they've had some a couple big moments, but yeah, they're not going to sure. win belts. I guess the, the they should have won last you, night. How many times does Trent get put in a singles match, right? It's like hardly ever happens. And sometimes he gets left out of the multi-match. Remember there's one recently, Matt, we were laughing at where he got left out. He was like the odd man out of a big match. It's just Chuck, yeah. it's, it's really – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was those six minutes that they were doing with Rocky. It was Rocky, yeah. Trent, and Orange. And then yeah. Chuck was walking around with that rainbow – like the rainbow mm-hmm. uh, towel that they have. And they also – sometimes they'll just like take Orange or Trent and put them in a – like do you remember the time when – um. When Punk got hurt, they did the tag with Aussie Open and Osprey, and Trent was teamed with FTR. Yeah. And they didn't even like oh. reference the best friends at that point because I think Orange was out. And then other times, Orange gets put to other groups, and it's just like, yeah, who cares, right? It's whatever. It's just, it's weird to try. I mean, but ultimately, I think Chuck's thrilled to just be fucking getting I was going to say, I don't, I, yeah, I'm sure he would like to do more, but I don't think Chuck's upset at all. Yeah. No, I don't think I feel so shit. bad it's for just, him. It's just like, I don't know. I feel so bad for him. It's like, he can't, WWE's not going to want him. Right. I don't know what he does in Impact because I think he does the same thing in Impact. And then maybe Ring of Honor can help. Maybe. Do you guys remember when um, it was? You remember they? This was still when they would take takeovers at Full Sail, and there would be like a debut at Full Sail every time, like every takeover. And mm-hmm. there was one where somebody had made a fake um, Chuck Taylor NXT shirt. And it got it was on Twitter and like everyone believed it and we all thought he was. Do you guys remember this? No. Before no. my time. 
before my time. Bro, too. we were like so convinced he was going to show up that night. We were all popping huge and thought he was fucking getting an NXT, and then he just wasn't even there. Fucking own. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I feel like Tony Tony <clears throat> Tony Khan can use Chuck as like a commentator because it's pretty funny. Oh, I mean, that's not that's the reason why. Because I mean, he's pretty funny in those PWG tapes. He's a funny guy. The same for him to do. I think he's having a blast regardless. It's a pretty cool gig he's got. The same. We'll see what they do with him this year. Um, people certainly were into the idea of him winning last night, but I think it's also credit to Jeff Jarrett being a fucking heel. But yeah. um, nonetheless, we move. Where is? Hold on, let me check something. Chuck's not in the fifty, right? No. Let me see. Oh. I just want. I'm trying to find the numbers on him. I can't. Even... <laughs> he didn't even make the. I'm just missed. Oh, he's higher than I thought. Actually, he's 46th. It's not bad at all. So, so here, but here's to go to the point we were talking about. Yeah, that JJ's right. It was Dustin Howard. That was the name on the shirt, Kentucky gentleman. I knew Jay. I should have known JJ would remember. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked to him about it that day. We were were both fucking popping huge. But um, anyway, Trent 45 matches, 34 rated. Chuck 28 matches. (laughs) 19 rated. So yep. he worked 17 less matches than Trent. And I bet most of I think he was, was on... hurt a little bit too at one stretch though. I think a lot of his matches were on the C shows too. Trent, we usually get the TV spotlights, right? Where he, yeah. where he puts a guy over in a good match. He has a lot I don't of remember any Chuck singles matches. I'm probably wrong about that, but I don't remember mm-hmm. any. Yeah, me either. Um, okay, we moved to 40. Willow Nightingale, um, who was left off 14 ballots. Appeared at 48 from one, appeared at eight from another. Also, she appeared twice at 12. Um, this is one of those cases where I think if you go with your heart, it's easy to have Willow higher, which I, I support doing that because this is a wrestling ballot. Please do so if you, if you feel inclined. Um, she's fucking awesome. But obviously, she kind of came into promotion full time really late. And like a lot of the women, unfortunately, their TV exposure is kind of up and down, right? On and off. So. I get why she's not higher than this, but it was good to see her get some love at the high end too. So, man, how'd you go in cage match? You said earlier. Yeah, 26 matches, 12 rated. Average of 5.83, which is 80th. Um, I believe her two highest rated matches were in Ring of Honor, which don't count here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. um, That probably makes sense. That makes sense. So, I don't really have anything to add about Willow, but just to get to that topic about uh, Ring of Honor. For the next Fleet 50, if you do one next year, are you going to include Ring of Honor? I don't think so. No, I just... I don't know why, because I know it's AEW presents Ring of Honor. Well, I just... Fair, it's because we're going to do an Honorable 50 as well. well oh, yeah. okay. The Honorable well, 100. Makes... Yeah. <laughs> the 50 of Honor. I really hope I've forgotten that title before the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, like It's very fair, because they're ultimately the same promotions, but it's... it's at least be real. It hopefully will be good, but it's basically WWE CW, right? In like vibe. That's what it's like, you know, in not in vibe, in identity. That's what it is. It's a brand they do. Yeah. But well, I don't know. I just I'll feel wait. like it's yeah. different. You know? I do I'll think that. I mean, I, there are going to be people in Ring of Honor that are not ever in AEW, and that'll be cool. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I just um, can't wait for the day they do like a Ring of Honor uh, AEW thing, and then they, they have like a big match and it becomes a shoot like the UWFI in New Japan. <laughs> Yeah, that'll definitely happen. Um, We'll let it play out. Uh, 39, Athena, one of my favorites, of course. She was left to 14 ballots. Uh, Matt's chuckling. This is going to go badly. 
Left off 14 ballots, appeared at 5th twice. Also appeared at 7th, 9th, and 13th, 3 in top 15s. Matty, you're going to do something really callous here, I fear. Well, I mean, I was Athena wrestled 30 times for AEW, 8 of which yeah, was long enough to have rating. Her average rating was 5.91. She had a lot of squashes. Um, <clears throat> Athena, in fairness, in defense to the fave, of the fave, I should say, Athena did not work in a way for cage match ratings because she's a real wrestler. She was trying to get over her persona and style throughout most of the year. So, I think Athena had a better year as a character than she did as an in-ring. I don't even mean yeah. that as a knock. Um, no, she works like, always good. Yeah. She, she had a really good match with uh, Mercedes, but that's Ring of Honor. Um, I'm, I'm she doesn't really have a memorable AEW match yet. As, as a big fan, I love her being Ring of Honor World's champ because it just pops me. But it does feel like she'd be really useful on TV right now, yeah. you know, like as a worker. So it's kind of a weird situation. We were talking about this with Claudio last night, Manny and I were. Like, it's awesome that the Ring of Honor champs because it's just such a cool thing to see. But there is a part of me, and, and Manny said the same thing, of like, I kind of want to see Claudio wrestle all those guys on TV, but you can't do that really right now, right? right. You have to protect him a certain way. It kind of limits you some. So um, we'll see how they feel right. out of Athena because she's obviously one of their best workers, and it goes about saying. I, I honestly Shit. have no issue with her being the Ring of Honor world champion. Okay. With the caveat that she's heavily featured on the Ring of Honor television. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Yuka is going to be fucking awesome, man. I can't oh, wait for that sure, match. Yeah. I, have, uh, I have Athena. I don't really want to say it, but I have her at 49 right there. I, I, had I don't, a, think, I had I don't a, even think 50. I rated her. So. I had her at 50. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I, okay. did, I didn't think her AEW work was. I, I didn't think her AEW work yeah, was. Not because. To be clear, folks, Athena is one of my favorite wrestlers. But I, I, it's not that her work was bad. She didn't work for this kind of. This wasn't what she was trying to do, right? She didn't have no, like she, big matches. She was doing squash matches. I loved her match at Final Battle, but that doesn't count. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's no big deal. It's, it's not. Uh, it doesn't change it. I still thought she had a really good year. Like, I was a, a big yeah. year for Athena in terms of changing the perception and so on and so forth. I really, so, I, I hope that she's like a feature player in Ring of Honor. Like I think she's real. Be. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because I on my my for my list I just went with people that had good memorable matches that I could remember, and then if I go off my criteria, Athena should be a lot higher because she had a lot of memorable squashes that I liked. She did, you know, yeah, fun yeah, matches. Yeah. So That's, I mean, I mean, also the other thing was in fairness, her usage was like super on and off in terms of big matches. Like she only had eight matches that could be rated, right? Like yeah, it but she wrestled um, thirty sometimes. So yeah. That's, I yeah, think that's sorry. the second biggest variance behind uh, Marina. She wrestled 37 times and only had six rated. Oh, wow. Shafira? Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing's worth she wrestles almost there. every week, but they're short. We're like 12 in here. And almost everyone I've, ta- I've listed has been missing from over 10 ballots, which is kind of speaks to what we talked about, of how many wrestlers were listed, right? Mm-hmm. Really interesting in that regard. Um, all right, let's move forward. We go from one of my faves to, I guess, the opposite end of the scale, though I, I'm glad he's back. Adam Cole Bay Bay, 38, was left off 11 ballots, appeared at 50th twice. His highest was just 16th. He got hurt in June, so I understand he's not going to go too high, even if you're a big fan, right? You kind of go so high. But um, I'm glad he's back. I mean, it's obviously a scary end to the year for him, but he had some good matches while he was around, so he, he belongs for sure. Matt, how'd he go? It's 29th, uh, 19 yeah. matches, 18 of which were rated. Average is 7.46, which is one spot in front of Andrade. I'd say his best match, like, unironically, was the Owen match with Dax. I thought that was fucking awesome. Match where yeah. he got him with a sharpshooter. 
the main the main event of Revolution with Hangman, I thought was really good too. In fairness, I didn't like their um, step match, you know, sequel, but I did like the pay per view match a lot. Um, so I think he I think he deserves to be on here. It's just unfortunately he missed the lot. I'm really excited years. to see what he does. Should be fun. Interesting play to take him off. They took him off the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that I think was it's probably smart though, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just another match on the pay per view, right? Ultimately, right. It's over his years. Um, you just wonder. I hope it's not that he needed more time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I do worry about it a little bit because yeah, I do fear slightly that Tony didn't have a surprise for the LA show and kind of rushed him back. I do. That does concern me a little bit. Yeah, that's completely unfounded. It's just it's been like seven weeks, six weeks since then. And the way they've rolled this story out, it does feel a little bit less chance that was the case. Hopefully not. Um, now, number 37, fittingly, we go for Adam Cole, Britt Baker. Um, I actually liked her fucking year a lot in ring, especially when she started doing more tag stuff. She was left off 13 ballots. She appeared as low as 49th. She appeared as high as 9th on the one she was on. Um, she lived in that, in that kind of 30, that spot there in the 30s. And that's where I, she was on mine. I thought she had a decent year in ring. And I also think... They've done a good job of like changing her usage so that she's a lot more tolerable on the show, and I'm I'm now kind of more than happy to see her on the show. So a good year for Brett, I thought, overall. Matty, how did you get on on the Fame Cage match? Uh, 52nd, 27 matches, 25 rated, 6.62. Um, I thought the second half of the year was honestly a real bounce back for her. Yes, that's a good um, point. Yeah, second half, yeah. Maybe not coincidentally, basically after Rosa left. Um Genuinely, is like when it all came for. Yeah. Um, it also helps that she's not being presented as the, the, ace. the yeah. ace of the division. She's still clearly a top star, but I don't know. I've come back around on her. It may change again, but right now I'm yeah. I'm back in. I mean, ultimately, she's teamed with, with Hater a lot. And yeah, was yeah, she was good in those matches, genuinely. She was, yeah. She's you know, a great tag wrestler. Yeah. Um, this is this is like Anthony, this is like uh, Max Caster, you know, sneaking in with good ratings because Anthony Bowen's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, Thirty-six, Dante Martin. Uh, this is about where he was at for me. He was left off of eleven ballots. Uh, he was forty-eight from one. He appeared twice at fourteenth on another in his highest. Um, I think most people kind of agreed on what kind of year he had, which was he had a really encouraging year. There were times where he was being used consistently, there were times where he wasn't. Obviously, other factors slowed him down through no fault of anyone. Just injuries happened to multiple partners. Leo left, Seidel got hurt, and obviously Darius had his own stress. So he had a weird year, but I think whenever he got out there, he made the most of it. So I assume he was, you know, Cage Match, I assume he was pretty generous, Matt, right? What was the highest he was again? His highest was 14th twice. God damn, I thought I had the highest. Dante. Wrestled 64 times, which is by far the most in promotion. Wow, that's good shit. 44 of which were rated, which tied with John Moxley for the highest in that category. Good shit, um, man. His average rating was 7.16, which is 33rd. Man, that's that's good to see him getting that kind of them kind of reps. That's he good had, stuff. Okay, let me let me sort this again real quick because it's it's actually like a very big. So um, he wrestled 12 more matches than anyone else in the promotion. Wow. So, shoot, let me get this right. So, you said 60 matches in total, right? You said 64. Yeah. 64, and he had 40 matches that rated higher than. Uh, he had 44 matches that were rated. So, basically, were five minutes or longer. Yeah. I assume probably all of his matches got ratings. So, man, that's a good ratio. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. He, that's that's a really positive sign. It feels like they're ready to go with top flight, right? It feels like they're ready to move. Um, him, and, I uh, like him and John Moxley were the only two that had more than 40 rated. Oh, Sorry, Joe. That's no, fine. I like them a lot in AEW because they're spectacular. I would be tempted to give them the experience of being the centerpiece of the Ring of Honor division. It would it would tempt me. like Because it's a different thing being the kind of young guns to being we are now the leaders of this division. And I think they could have a hell of a match with a certain couple of work horsemen. So. I'm fascinated by what they're going to do with those belts. And I also wonder if it's not a coincidence that Aussie opener here when they're about to tape. Yeah. I would put the belts on them if they're going to be able to come in for all the tapings. Well, and you have the partnership with New Japan, so it wouldn't be like you're yeah. kind of, you know, they want to do business with them. I think. I don't think they're going to sign. Like, I, they're not going to sign them out from under New Japan. That's a political nightmare. So. I don't think so, because I also think the New Japan Cup thing, they're booked against the tag champs in the New Japan Cup, like individually. Yeah. So right. I think they're going to probably get those belts, to be honest. But, you know, New wow. Japan clearly is. You don't? <laughs> Okada and Tanashi said that they're wrestling for I them. think they're going to win the belt. Yeah. I do too, yeah. yeah. I don't know how long they'll have them, but Just, I think they're going to win them. But the one thing I would say is that New Japan with contracts, are clear. I mean, fuck, look at the Jonah situation, right? I don't think they're... I just hope... Like, Ring of Honor, if they're going to format it this way and they're going to tape it once a month, they have a real opportunity to to use people. Doesn't mean they will, because we've seen in the no, past... Agree, that, yeah. But like they, you know, it's it's much more doable to go to someone like mm-hmm. the only the drawback you have there, um, is if one of your tapings conflicts with something over there, suddenly they're gone from your TV for a whole month. Right. So you can run. I mean, there's issues, there's pluses and minuses, but but you would know in advance because the so you would just have to tape something extra on the other tapings. Well, in, in theory, you, you know, advance, but you know, bro, then tapings are going to be you know. They're month oh, to month. Bro. You'll be, you'll be, you'll know it like in a month when New Japan's doing right in theory. Yeah, but doesn't mean you'll remember. I mean, they fucking book matches on rampage. <laughs> yeah. when guys right. aren't available, so. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Let me let me tell you, man. I, I I'm gonna be like a monster on Twitter on Saturday and Sunday. I'm gonna be refreshing, looking for JJ's photos or Chris's updates. I'll be like, it's worth noting how we brought it up, folks. That's going to be um, kind of what Rampage used to be to the grin, right? I mean, I don't know if we're going to do a segment-by-segment yeah. review, but it's kind of by default going to be us talking about what happened on Ring of Honor. I mean, I think we're all excited for it. I'm tempering my expectations because we don't know how he's going to approach it. It's on Honor Club. I think at minimum, we're going to get some cool shit. I think we're going to have some fun to talk about on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a fun show. I don't, have a, I don't have any expectations for it to light the world on fire, but I think it's yeah. going to just be a fun professional wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Seven Eastern it's airing, right? Yeah, right. yeah, it debuts on my birthday. So I'm gonna sit down, watch it, and enjoy my night. Is it your birthday week from today? Purpose. Yeah. Oh my god, Matt. See if Roosh is on cameo. Um Can you imagine that video? <laughs> It'll be incredible. Especially when I yeah. when I put a note, please phone this in. Yeah, like all your matches, please. brackets. Yeah. Give me give me that twenty nineteen ring of honor effort, please. Yeah. You'll know what that means. Um you have the great extension tape with you or extension rope or whatever it is. Yes. Okay. Danny, can yeah. you can you actually speak Spanish? Yeah, I can speak somewhat Spanish, yeah. Okay. It's like broken. So it's like broke 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 no. I'm convinced I speak, you said no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it's weird. Uh, it's it's more like Spanglish where you go it, you go in and out of speaking Spanish and it's English. Yeah. It's a big problem here for Texans. Mm. 
I was like, I just because I'm just imagining like telling Roosh to do the cameo in Spanish and Manny and can't understand any of it. He'd pretend that. Oh, no. no, I okay, so I went, he's I, actually on cameo. <laughs> My cameo. god, I didn't think he'd actually be on there. I didn't strike me as that kind of wrestler. $79. Well, never mind, maybe we can't have a better idea. <laughs> I think that's less than we paid for Sean Spears or something. Less than, less than you paid. That, that was not a project I was involved in, if worth noting. No, no that was, uh, yeah. It was a diff, it was a that different was split group like together. seven ways. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what happened um, to Sean Spears? Is he, is he, he had he a baby. Like, oh, yeah. He's a family man now. Yeah. He's working a... Like Jack Crosby. Yeah. He's working Prestige, I think. Is that the Portland one? He had, he's got an indie date here, like, soon. I yes, love that faction. Joe Wardlow, FTR, and Spears, that one-night faction they did in Toronto, yeah. whenever they were in Canada. Spears would be a very good Ring of Honor world television champion. He would. Like, he shouldn't beat Joe. Joe. I'm not yeah. saying he's beat, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> down the line. <laughs> I'm so mad that Tony Khan squashed uh, uh, <laughs> squashed him with Punk, man. I was so pissed off about that. Yeah. I do I do wish we got that match. As, cool, as well as it was done... <laughs> I wish we'd go that match. Um, do you guys have any bit. memory of uh, um, Sean Spears squashing Big Demo? In oh, AEW? yeah. <laughs> the graphic was like him versus Giant, wasn't it? Was that like? Yeah. Dave would have gave Punk and Sean Spears the uh, – it was two great professional wrestlers going out there and having a great professional match. Just, mm-hmm. I love when he says that. Yeah. <laughs> two solid pros. I love, I love that shit. Is um, Honor Club available internationally? Yes. Is it? Oh, yeah, Joe, you have it. I should know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it's on most of the uh, – it's on most of the like, you know, um, what are they called, what like, what are they called Roku, Amazon, what are they called those things. Apps. Tri- oh no, uh, what are they called? Service. Operating. God. There's like a name for them, isn't there? Platforms. <laughs> wherever, yeah, wherever, <laughs> wherever are those streaming things, things you have to stream things, then they're on there too. Um, yeah. Streaming devices. Yeah. It's better than it used to be. It's not great, but it's better than it used to. I be. was very, I was actually happy. Like, I have, I. I'm very excited to go to watch the show next week at seven. It doesn't work. Um, it will. I, on some level, I hope that happens. It's been funny. I said to you, man, that, like they they've got um, the old one could live stream, so they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um, the app looks good on my Roku. Just popping me huge. Is everyone just uh-huh. naming different? Yeah, different I'm brands. Gonna check, guys, I'm gonna check if it works on Xbox. Let me see if we have good it on Xbox. Good I don't job, have man. Xbox, All right. So. Let's move forward here. 35. Great Britain represented once more. Will Ospreay. Left off of 21 ballots, which I think is purely a result of him not being all elite, right? I, get, I know that's for a lot of people that's just like, you don't think of him because yeah. he's not an AWS. I get it. He appeared at 50th on one ballot. He appeared at 7th on another, 4th on another. And finally, he appeared at 2nd on one ballot. Look at Manny. Look at me. Yeah. Big pump of the fist. Um... He had arguably the promotions match of the year with Orange Cassidy. He had some massive uh, trio hits with Aussie Open, right? A couple of real big ones with the Elite and the uh, Death Triangle. He had some really good stuff in in uh, in AEW. I'm sure Cage Match would reflect that, Matt. Right? I don't know how many he had, but when he yeah. was on, he had some hits, right? He had six matches, all of which were rated average rating of eight point four three. 
That is the second highest average of anyone who didn't have 10 matches behind the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, he was very, very good. 8.43 is pretty damn good. You can watch from the website, yes. Um, on a club, that is. Yeah, the, you know, the Dex singles match I didn't even mention too, which shows you how good those matches were. I didn't even bring that one up. So, Manny, you had him high, I know. What do you feel? How do you feel about his Osprey all the way down at 35? You had him at second, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, update quick on the honor club on Xbox. I'm in big trouble. It's not on there. Um, <laughs> I'm in um, big trouble. Besides that, so the uh, I had Dax on there because I thought his six or five matches that he had in AEW. Osprey. 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 Osprey had in AEW were just so phenomenal, so much better than <laughs> anything that happened in AEW. Any other wrestler, I'd say, bro, he had to be at number two. I don't disagree. Um, you said Dax, and I want to make it clear that if Dax oh. was at 35, I would have deleted all of this and never tweeted about it again or mentioned it again. We'll make it very clear. But, yeah, Osprey is yeah. Uh, he's spectacular, man. Like, it is, you know, uh, I think it kind of goes without saying at this point. But we'll see what, what comes of his year. Obviously, he's got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> on the New Japan front, obviously, he's a major player. So we'll see what happens in terms of AEW featuring. Feels like the Omega rematch is kind of a perfect fit for Forbidden Door 2 to me. So <clears throat> yeah. we shall see. Um, 34, another Hooper favorite up next, Kyle O'Reilly was left off of 14 Oof. ballots, appeared at 50th on one but on the high end. He had a 10th spot twice and he was at sixth two on one ballot. Um, he got hurt in the middle of the year, much like we're talking about a cold. It's the same month of it, both went down in June, unfortunately. But when he was around, he had some really good work and there was a little stretch in the middle of the year just before he got injured where it felt like he was kind of the workhorse of the television action in some ways when he got some singles matches. So I think this is about fair. Matt, how did he do on cage match? Uh, 14 matches, all of which were rated. Average rating of 7.63, which is 26. Manny, I know you're a big fan. Looking forward to the, ho- the kind of hopefully hopefully the return of, of Kyle O'Reilly soon enough. I mean, we don't know when. There's no rush, obviously, on that front. But hopefully he'll be back. Yeah. I know you're looking forward to it, Manny, right? Yeah, supposedly from what what's going on with his neck, he's going to be out again this whole year again. Supposedly, that's what my that so, was my expectation. So I just wanted to read you some of his matches right here. I I think he I think he turned it around after the Jungle Boy match, and this man became yeah. a savage, a Agreed, monster. Yeah. Phoenix. He went. He went Phoenix Joe Darby. Yep. yep. Couple of uh, big man matches, and then his last match before he had to go out before Moxley took him out with the Death Rider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is he was clearly hurt for all of the matches you just listed, which kind of yeah. shows you the kind of animal he is. Um, the Joe match was fucking that was a knockdown drag out, man. That was Joe's first like really solid match. I guess Suzuki match was fun, but yeah. Phoenix my, match was my spectacular. Favorite, really good stuff. The, the, the Phoenix match alone has a crazy story too, where they were supposed to wrap it up multiple times. They were just like, oh, bro, we're cooking right now. They just kept going and going and going. And they, they thought they were in Japan for a second where they had no unlimited time, but well, <laughs> bro, you got two hours. That means you're not a very good wrestler, Manny. <laughs> Kenny Omega made that very clear on Swerve's podcast. That you got to be able yeah, to follow. Pay attention to the media. Yeah. Surrounding the medium, Manny. Yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, that's real graps. Real graps. Fucking over the rest of the people on the show by going long, selfish. Real graps. Step up. <laughs> well, you know, now that you say that, let's see what was the rest of this car before, you know. 
Oh no! Don't say something disrespectful to the women's division match, please, Manny. Not, not now. Oh. After this match, uh, uh, there's something. There's something good. <laughs> it was Britt Baker versus Maki Ito. Well, and then it was a- Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy in a oh. semifinal match of the. <laughs> that didn't get much time though, did it? I only got like a few minutes, didn't it? What did that get? It got, it got seven minutes. It got seven yeah. minutes. Fuck, it, got, awful, it got man. its time cut. Beat Darby. All right, so in this instance, that's fine. Yeah. But normally... He actually went 12 minutes. Jesus. Who right. went 12 minutes? <laughs> Kyle and Phoenix. Oh, oh. I was going to say, there's no way. Jeff beating Darby is one of Tony Khan's most insane moments, bro. Yeah. Just to lose to Cole. <laughs> Cole and Darby would have been fun. Anyway, <laughs> don't need to go through May's booking. Um, we'll we'll go through uh, 1992 January booking, which is much more respectable tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle O'Reilly on the board. Move to 33. Hikaru Shida um, left off of 15 ballots. Lowest spot of 48. She got a lot of love though too. She appeared 11th three times, 10th twice, and even fifth on one ballot. No doubting how good Shida is. A matter of television outings, really, right? It was kind of very up and down and very limited at times, unfortunately. Um, great, great wrestler, though, Matt. I'm sure what she did, you said earlier she was the highest woman, right? So, Yeah, 28 yeah. matches, 16 rated, 7.23, which is 32nd and the highest female. A lot of booking working against the women. It's always worth noting mm-hmm. with that stuff, too. I know there's been a couple matches, especially Brit ones, where people hated the finish so much. They just give it, like, zero, and it ended up with, like, a two, which is, you know. Yeah. That was saying that much more commonly in the women's division, unfortunately, because of the the booking always being kind of spotty with that stuff. But um, Sheed is a great wrestler, obviously. It kind of it goes without saying. So I'm glad she was here, even if she's capable of being much higher. All right. Um, she got left off my board. Well, she did. Right here's someone who was on your board, Roosh, number thirty two, mm-hmm. left off of eleven ballots. Appeared at 49th on one, appeared at eighth on another. It was not Manny. I'm going to make this clear now. Manny did not have him at eighth. Someone else did. He had multiple um, spots in the in the teens there. Jump, appeared a lot in the top 20, actually, or the 10 to 20 range, I should say. But um, he's Roosh, man. I mean, he he's an enigma. Let me tell <laughs> you guys, what does Roosh and 32 have in common? The best big man in the history of the NBA War 32, Shaquille O'Neal. And Rush, you know, they, Come they on. go in there and body up. <laughs> they go in there and body up. <laughs> that was just shameless, wasn't it, May? Just despicable. Yeah. Uh, Rush had 19 matches. 16 of them were rated. His average rating was 7.04, which is 40th and two spots behind Emi Sakura. Tremendous. I'm glad you added that detail just for Manny. You stared him down afterwards. There's another detail I was going to add, but we'll wait. Okay, good. I told you about already. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Um, I've said it once a million times. There's a, there's an opportunity in front of Roosh. If he can be just somewhat consistent, he'll probably take it. Tony seems yeah. to fucking love him. So we'll That's, see what comes uh, of his year. That, that rating is reflective of the fact that when Roosh really tries, he really tries, and when he does not. Yeah, it's a it's a 5.5, brother. Yeah. Look, guys, I see you guys in the comments. Yes, there's a lot better players than Shaq. I just had to make this correlation, you know. Yeah. 
Fair. I respect that. Um, 31. Manny brought him up earlier. Former World Tag Team Champion Max Caster. Was left off 11 ballots. Appeared at 49th on one. Appeared at 6th on another. Um, he was mostly in the middle. I actually was high. Because I think I had him around 20. Um, but a lot, you know, there was definitely some difference between him and Burns, which we'll obviously get to later. But but Max improved a lot in 2022, regardless of where he ended up. But 31, I think it's a pretty nice spot for him. Matty, how did he do on the old cage match? Uh, Max wrestled 46 matches, uh, 26, 27 of were rated. Um, mm-hmm. Just to go back to some, like, he wrestled 46 times this year, and Anthony Bowens wrestled 28 times. Um, he got hurt, right? Yeah, Max's average rating for his top 10 matches was 7.07, which is 37. He is also a very, uh, he's an example of quantity over quality because his overall average is 5.98. That's one of the highest differences between your top 10 average and your overall average. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. I think he's fun, but he definitely is like, you know, he's not going to go who's going to have good matches every night. Many guys are going to I think we need to do a stat. I'm not going to do it. Maybe one of the young Lions can do it. They go back and listen to <laughs> They go back and listen to his 46 uh, freestyles before each one, and they rank them. And we, you know, we put that up that's, as a little side bro, project. Dude, was that's, saying a, that. that's, that's a Duke's Yeah. Thing. The Duke's bat signal came up, you know, the Duke yeah. signal. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. That's good stuff. Right. I also have him I also have him on my list at uh thirty-six. So, you know, not yeah. all. Oh. I I had him high oh, up just yeah. because I thought that swerve in our glory series, while the third match was like a drop down, and the second match even had a messy finish, but just for forgetting all of the details, it makes sense. Like I just thought it was a really cool program. It was a kind of program they haven't done very often, to be totally honest, in terms of the way it was presented and like the way it developed. Um, so I thought I thought all those guys deserved a lot of love, which we'll get to. All right. You see Marty's quote. Uh, I did. Comment. I did indeed. Um, the top thirty. <laughs> yeah. Brody King gets done away in the top thirty. He's in at thirty here. Was left off. All those names I've said were off like ten ballots, right? Brody was only missing from four ballots, and he came in at thirty. Wow. Lowest of 49th, highest of 13th. Um, he lived in that in that mid-range here at 30. Like This was where he was at almost across the board. Those two high and lows were complete outliers. The four he was left off, obviously four is a very low number for this point in the, in the process. So I think the AEW audience agrees that Brody King is fucking beast. Our audience certainly did. So how did he do on cage match, Matt? I'm intrigued. Uh, he only wrestled 22 times, 14 of which were rated. Average is seven point two seven, which is thirty first. So very, very uh, much a vibes wrestler, though. To quote our young lions again, right? I mean, that guy really had a big man demeanor. He had a real edge. Um, Manny, he was. You said he was thirty, right? Yeah, thirty. About as close as we've gotten to because he's at thirty one on the. Mm-hmm. Wait, can um, you guys hear me? See yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I all I heard was Brody King, and then you guys, then I got like that little spinning wheel. Oh, I so I, all I heard was Matt. So Same I had now. I, I had Brody at uh, thirty. No, that's Bandito. I had Brody at uh, <laughs> Brody at twenty six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I honestly, I, the only thing I can tell you is that he wrestled Darby twice. 
I don't really know any much that he's done. Oh, he also wrestled Sting and uh, no, yeah, Sting and Darby, mm-hmm. right? So that's the only stuff that I can remember. I don't think he's done things as much as note. I think and I think the House of Black, you know, pulling a coup d'état on uh, you know Tony Khan really hurt him. Well, yeah, it was unfortunate he got taken out of the game when he was kind of rolling there. I mean, I think he had to be fair. The, the House of Black trios against the, the Red Beard one was genuinely oh, really yeah. good. The Dev Triangle one was really good. He had a few singles, and I think ultimately he just was the guy who the AEW audience, because he had the most singles matches and also because he appeared to want to work there. Um, I think the AEW audience kind of warmed to him this year, so I'm not surprised he got he got a uh, place here. He did wrestle early. John Moxley for the Interim World Championship. He did. Well, you know, it was, you know, it was Moxley's like showings. Yeah. It weren't my favorite, I must admit. But Bruce in the chat liked it, so there you go. I know people were very high on it, which wasn't my thing necessarily. All right, 29. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. He was left off five ballots, appeared at a lowest of 48, appeared as a highest of eighth, also had one at 10th. Um, honestly, him and Luchasaurus had a really good reign in terms of match quality, which I think Matt still was about to reflect from what I spoke to him about the other day. So he probably has an argument for being higher. The Christian feud was not really about him having good matches, though. They were going back and forth in promos, and the blow-off match didn't really happen, right? It was an angle hold. Yeah. Had a great steel cage match for Luchasaurus, but that kind of meant that his output match-wise fell off quite dramatically in the second half of the year. So middle was probably about right. Matty, what did he look like on cage match? Uh, he only wrestled 23 times this year, yeah. uh, 22 of which were rated. His average was 7.94, which Whoa. is 14th. Oh. It's wild, though, that he only wrestled – because generally, in like 2021, he had the most matches or something like that, right? Yeah. Remember there was a time where he was the, sort of the, the workhorse, singles and tags, so – Interesting kind of development for him. Um, Manny, where did you have Jack? Uh, I had him at uh, 15. 15? Yeah, I just, Look I, at that. Manny and Cage match are almost fucking identical yeah. there. Tremendous. The Dino's I, not I, on I, the top 50, right? No. Seems like a no. good time to bring it up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, I, I really think after the Cage match, he got hurt. I think his his stock kind of went down for me. Yeah, he didn't really much. much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2022, Luchasaurus wrestled 20 times for AW, 15 of which were rated. His average rating was 7.85, which is 18th highest in the company. <laughs> now, that speaks to the tag reign, right? They had the couple matches mm-hmm. with Red Dragon. They had some dub for the Bucks. They had the stuff with um, with Ricky and and Hobbs, Swerve and Keith. That whole that whole stint. Um, so I'm not surprised. And then as a single, was the only match he had that were rated with Jack, right? He had two matches yeah, with Jack. I mean, everything else was squashes. So God bless him. I mean, again, he's not the one carrying those matches, but he's in them. He's in them, absolutely. Yeah. He's got bow. Like, you saw it when he had singles match with Jack. He's definitely got bow. Um, well, Joe, you know, no, nah, Joe, I mean, shoot, you know, you have, you need, it, takes two, it takes two to tangle. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in the carrying shit. Like, there's some truth to it, but people go way overboard with it. I agree, yeah. I agree. Um, 28, someone who's been allegedly carried many times, according to our friend Manny the Hooper, absolute Ricky Starks. Ricky. Uh, left, left off six ballots. I knew it. The lowest, lowest of 47th, the highest of 11th. Very much lived in this mid-range here, which I think is about right. Um I love Ricky and I couldn't even put him much higher than this because he just, he's not that guy in ring. That's not what's appealing about Ricky. 
but he's a hell of a personality nonetheless. Um, Manny, I'm sure this feels like Trump for you, right? Before we get the cage winners, Manny, I'm sure you're happy about this. Not didn't make the top 25, bro. That feels like a win, right? The Tonk Merchant. Yeah, I'm happy he didn't. I'm happy he didn't make it I, on my list. I have him at 50. And then before you guys can go on to your like, when you guys said Jungle Boy, go on to I, I I wrote before when you guys were talking. I wrote Ricky at the next spot. Uh, and then I just completed it. So I kind of I had a feeling, you know, and I'm mm. so glad that I got it right because I didn't want to like scribble it out and put the new name. So I'm glad that I don't have to do that. And then I'm just surprised that I got the top 25. Congratulations, man. I'm glad I'm, I'm proud of you. May, how did he fare on cage match? Uh, Ricky wrestled 34 times, 24 which are rated, were rated. His average rating of 7.57 put him 28th. Um, there you go. And Bomb. That is a full half point higher than Roosh. Did Manny not hear it? No, I didn't hear it. Just you guys keep cutting in and out for me. All I heard was did Manny hear it? No. Um, <laughs> I'll repeat it. Good, please do. I'd love you to. Ricky Starks wrestled 34 times for AEW in 2022, 24 of which were rated. His average rating of 7.57 was 28th in the company. And was a full half point higher than Roosh. Okay, all I heard was half point higher than Roosh. So I'm guessing that was. God damn it, man. I think he's doing a bit. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I don't know if we should trust him. Nonetheless. Um... <laughs> Actually, I was messing with you the second time. Yeah, I heard uh, Yeah, I figured. The first time, I think you were, you were completely oblivious. The second time, okay. Um, yeah, Ricky. You know, I, I'm hopeful that this Jericho thing ends a revolution. I at least have another good match. Because the first match was good, right? And, you know, it's worth noting, the Jericho feud started, like, the last week of the year. The last two weeks of the year, so. Yeah. Is Jericho Max on December 15th, 15, French? 15, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mid-December. Winter is coming. Yeah, you know, mid-December. The, the one thing I'm going to say, though, about this Ricky and Rouge thing is, like, remember, it's not, a, it's not a sprint, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a pace, you know. I think Roosh has had more memorable matches so far than Ricky has. Well, he risked Brian Danielson, so, you know. And Moxley. Yeah, exactly. Ricky's been stuck wrestling Chris Jericho. (laughs) Oh, hey, man. I'm telling you, you get Roosh and Chris Jericho in a ring. What do you think think Roosh would do? What do you think Roosh would do in a match with fucking Jake Hager? You know, what do you think that would look like? It's just very tough. It's difficult. They're going to start shooting on each other. You know, they're going to start doing like takedowns, you know. That might not go well for Roosh, but. Yeah, if I go very poorly. Nonetheless, <laughs> I go, we talked hey, about Mac. quite a bit. Hmm? MMA fight, Mexicans against MMA fighters in wrestling, you know, they, they have a, you know, a high weight percentage. Just look at Eddie. <laughs> All right, fair. Um, all right, 27, Wheeler Uta. We talked about him quite early. He was left off seven ballots. He appeared at 48 from one. He appeared at sixth on another. Also had nine, so he had two top 10 ballots. Um, tremendous worker. This is probably about right, though, just based on kind of his role, I would I would guess. Um, Matty, does Cage Match say otherwise? Uh, 38 matches, 30 of which were rated. Average rating of 7.86, which is 17th. Damn. Fucking good worker. That kind of confirms it there, doesn't it? Good lord. Yep. Well, it's cage match, but yes. Moxley, the Moxley match was one of the best matches in the promotion last year. There's, the more I kind of think about it, there's really an argument he should be higher, but I don't know. Manny, where did you have you? 
Oh, Yuta, okay. Right. <laughs> you guys cut out the name Yuta, and I was waiting for somebody to say his name like the rest of the time, but nobody once okay. said his name. Okay. Yeah, uh, Yuta, I think this is where he belongs, you know? He didn't really do it. Like, I think as as the younger core that we always say, I think he's the one that kind of digressed throughout the year. And, um, you know, I hope there's bigger things for him this year. Good start last night, certainly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bigger things, the big man's up next. 26, Keith Lee. Oh, somebody, I thought you said about Joe. Not quite. <laughs> Left off just three ballots. Had only one ballot in, a, in the bottom 10 of those that listed him, which was at uh, 43rd. And only had, only had one top 10 ballot. Had him at ninth. He was probably the most consistent wrestler in the whole process in terms of where he was positioned on the ballots that had him. You know, only three left him off, and almost all of them were in that mid-20s, mid-30s, that kind of pocket there. Um, here he is at 26. I think he's a really fun presence, even if he didn't have a lot of big-time singles matches. But a really fun guy to watch last year for sure. Um, Matt, I'm sure the, the tags helped him a lot on cage match, right? Yeah, 31 matches, 23 rated, 7.77 average, which is 21st. Nice. Wow. Manny, where Keith was you on Big Keith? 31 matches for Keith Lee. I, I, I would have thought that would have been a lot less. Uh, mm-hmm. I had him at 17th. Yeah, I had him a little bit higher too, yeah. Uh, I was really high on that team. I think Swerve and Our Glory had a great run. Very like, good team, yeah. had that match with the Lucha Bros that was just thrown on the TV last minute and they had a fucking killer match. And they were tremendous. Um, yeah, I, I was afraid that I thought Keith Lee, I thought I had Keith Lee a little too high. But, you know. Yeah, it's the Fleet 50 role, Molly Road, guess. Um, All right. On the other hand, we go from perhaps the most consistently rated wrestlers, probably the least consistently rated. Uh, Kenny, by God, Omega at 25, um, was left off of six ballots, appeared as low as 45, appeared as high as second twice, appeared at full three times (laughs) to give you an idea of the range. Um, No doubt on how great Kenny is, but obviously... 2022 was pretty limited, right, in terms of, of output because he was only around for a handful of matches, unfortunately, at the end of the year. And then when he came back, the fucking suspension happened, so he missed even more time. So um, frustrating year for Kenny from a professional point of view anyway. So, uh, Matt, I'm sure the matches he had rated tremendously well, I'm sure. Kenny had 10 matches, all of which were rated. Yep. So he just snuck into the, to the rankings. His average was 8.28, which is ninth. Yeah, he's. I mean, his work's always great. When he's right. It's just a shame that uh, shame like he couldn't a, wrestle more because he was obviously injured. And then when he came back, he was spent. It's a shame. He had the eye his highest overall rating of anyone mm-hmm. who had ten matches. But again, he only wrestled ten matches, so that's a little bit misleading, maybe. But yeah, he's very good. Um, Manny, what did you make of Omega? Jevin high, low? What did you have him? Kenny, I had Kenny Omega at 23. And uh, it's crazy. I'm looking at his cage match right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just mostly six-man tags. Yeah. So that's how he's dying here. That's, his, first he match back, his first match back was against uh, LFI, which is insane match mm-hmm. to come back to. If yeah. he had wrestled uh, that 10th match against somebody good instead of Popping himself at dark, he would have finished much higher on this. Okay, uh, I want. That's I want the truth, man. Like, like, it was a dark, man. Come <laughs> on. I want to. I want you to guess between here. So, Kenny Omega's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
He had 10 matches in that span. Like, well, I don't know why I had to say, like, Shooter Reed's yeah. also 10. <laughs> <laughs> How far into that count did you realize you were counting something that had already been announced? <laughs> when I got, got, got to nine. Yeah. What What do you think? What do you think is the lowest rated star match that Kenny's had? Not like the match it is, but the rating. You mean like it, the actual it, star? Yeah, the actual star rating that Dave gave it. Did he rate that bullshit match on Dark? No, he didn't. Okay. That's I, would I, don't, the, I, don't know. I would say the LFI one. Yes, it's, it's got uh, Was it four and a quarter? No, it's actually tied with one of the. Yeah, four and a quarter. There's two of them. And it was just mm. one of the. It looks like it's the one that happened in Chicago, and then that the uh, LFI yeah. match. Yeah, Joe, I tried to figure out a way to uh, to incorporate Dave's rating into this thing too, but I couldn't come up with. That. There was no way I was gonna convert all the star ratings into percentages myself, so I was like, fuck this. I love um, Dave, bless him, but there's not any point anymore, man. Yeah. He's fucking nuts with those ratings. I mean, bless him. He, he's doing what he, it doesn't matter, ultimately, but good lord, some of the TV ratings are insane he does, right? Like, mm-hmm. There'll be matches I'll watch, I'm like, that was a good match, and he'll be like four and three quarters, and it's like, good for you, Dave, but I don't know, I mean... <laughs> I, there was, I, I, I don't remember what match, I'm not going to, there's no way I'm remember, but there was one that I think was like under 6.5 on cage match, and he gave it four and a quarter. Yeah. The craziest one of last year was when Mox wrestled Mance, Mance Warner. Did he, he keep that one? Balls. That might be it. That might be the one. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Bro, bless <laughs> my... He didn't even get called back after that match, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not, I'm not even knocking the guy, but that's crazy. Forced, if you if you think about it from the lens that a guy came in as an outsider had a four-star match with the world champ and didn't get brought back, that kind of tells yeah. you how like wild a rating that was. But anyway... Seven spots ahead of his tag team partner, Anthony Bones. He had, a, he had a lot less matches due to his injury, but he is, I think, you know, everyone would agree he's the worker of the team. And that's not even a slight max. He's really fucking good, man. Bones is tremendous. Um, he kind of proved his worth as a singles, I think, last year or 2021, that would be, I guess, when Max was hurt, right? Um, yeah. For a little bit. But nonetheless, that perception and that kind of take is stuck. He was left off just one ballot, which is pretty impressive. Appeared at 47 twice, appeared at fifth um, on the, the aforementioned ballot that had Max at six. That was his only top ten. He was very much consistent in this range. The audience almost completely agreed on Bowens. He was only left off one. So great year for his claim, obviously. Goes about the same. But uh, similar to Max on cage match, I would assume, Matt, you're right. I guess the single stuff would change a bit, or, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's 28 matches, 20 rated, 7.09, which is 36. Point zero two higher than Max, so he must have yeah. had one singles match on there that was slightly higher than. There's the one with Swerve, probably. Yeah, so I mean, it's the the mark differences now on the overall rating. Bowens is six point three one, and Max is five point nine eight. So there's more. Yeah, because there. Max had those. Um, remember those trios he had with the guns? Yeah, they were not. No, um, they were not Mac good. classics, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. That was you know one of those was the. Infamous one with uh with Punk and FTR right when he got hurt, wasn't it? Oh yeah. They didn't hurt him to be clear, but that was one of them, yeah. wasn't it? They did. Um booking the match. Well, um Manny, where did you have um uh, I had him at thirty five, this the, the same amount the same as the cage match. Yeah. The pride he's had until he said that, Manny. Did you hear mm-hmm. him? So proud of himself. All right. Up next, twenty three. One of my favorites, just purely for his mercurial sort of nature. Penta 
He was in here at 23. He was left off two ballots. Um, he finished as low as 46. He finished as high as sixth twice and ninth twice, which I think is beautifully penta. Uh, <laughs> a fun wrestler, a unique wrestler, very inconsistent at times. But when he's on, he's, he could be pretty damn electric. Matty, did that reflect in cage match, or was he more steady than that over there? Uh, penta wrestled 41 times, 35 which were rated. His top 10 average was 8.33, which is 8. Whoa. Yeah. Many. His, uh, his overall average roll. is 7.01, which is still, uh, let's see. My God. That drops him down to like 17th. That tracks. Um, yeah. Manny, where did you have Penta? Um, I had Penta at 20. Now that I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the 23, I feel like it's a little high for for how much he tries, and he shouldn't have the, he shouldn't be associated with the number 23 like Jordan. But uh, I like unironically agree with Dragon's point here about the Mox match. When I was rating him, I like couldn't shake that match. He's from like not that it was even <laughs> bad. It was just so like nothing. And it was why he was clearly the third of the death triangle for me. Even though the funniest thing is, I think he's my favorite member of the group as like a fan because he pops me. But I couldn't rate him higher than Ray or, or Pat. I just couldn't imagine, you know, imagine how active or inactive he was. The Pentaroscuro shit was terrible too from a, from a character perspective. So it doesn't help. The way I did these ratings, um, this sounds hilarious for me to say, but I actually agree with, which again, I'm the oh. one who made the ratings. So we're like, I mean, I don't agree with all the ratings, but I actually think like, I think taking everyone's 10 best matches is actually a really good way to, you mm-hmm. know, I, if you, you know, if, like, let's say, for example, someone like Penta, he wrestled 35 times and he had 10 that are just fucking outstanding as we're seeing here. And he had 10 that weren't that good versus somebody who wrestled 15 times. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in like, if you have the high end resume, I don't necessarily care about your consistency. In theory, agree. The big thing with Penter is a lot of those best matches, he's the sixth part. And that is true. That is I fair. enjoy yeah. him very much, but he's he was the sixth part of a lot of those trios that's, matches, that's right? Fair. Fair say. Yeah. Um and again, but, look, being the sixth of those six guys is not any there's no shame in that, yeah. but he was the sixth guy. Part of me wants to get Penta, like, a pass for that Moxley match, but at the same time, because he did have that Viano match three days before. But at the same time, it's like, bro, come on, you're not running a high? Or mm-hmm. I know you were in, like, Mexico. You sold out a huge arena for it, but yeah. come on, man. You're on US TV. You couldn't go out there and show some blood. Out. I know those yeah. cuts weren't healed. Come on, man. You could have gone out there got some more color. He's worth noting. I'm going to do this often throughout the show because, I, you know, everyone should have their ballots as private as they want them, but Chris, he revealed this to me the other day and he's rearranging the chat, so I feel free to say it. Chris, on purpose, left Penta off his ballot. Willie, I don't believe that comment whatsoever. I I know you're lying. No, I'm calling a, f- a flag on the play on that one. What was the what was the comment? He's the only Penta member of the triangle he rated. Oh, no, I saw Willie's ballot. That's definitely true. Willie's ballot was fucking no. by his own admission. Well, I, you need to post that on Twitter. 
Let me retweet it so Big AO can see it. Let's see what you do. <laughs> Manny, Manny, you need to tread real lightly criticizing other people's ballots, bro. I, I got the brother. That ballot was yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, hold on, let's move forward. Um, <laughs> 22, we're going to stick with those best of seven matches. Matt Jackson at 22. Um... I had them very high. I, this is pretty wild. Uh, they were left off two, but Matt was left off two ballots. He had a lowest of 50th. He had three ballots in the bottom 10. He also had, he was at fifth twice. He was at sixth. He was at seventh twice and he was at ninth. So he had a handful of, of top 10s. Um, did not realize until last year's Fleet 50, and it has now been confirmed for me this year, just how much of, of a contingent of fans there is that likes Nick like infinitely more than Matt yeah. <laughs> which, which we will get to not a thing I was aware of until last week this week 15 I forgot it until this one um kind of disrespectful with being real I mean they missed a little bit of time but not much 22 is kind of crazy man I don't know Manny where did you have Matt Jackson before we get to the cage I know they, they killed on that front so Manny where'd you have 20, him? 25 incredible all right Matt, you said earlier, but just to reiterate. Yeah, Matt, Matt Jackson wrestled 25 matches, 24 which were rated. He had an average of 8.78, which tied for first. Um, his overall rating of 7.78 was 0 .01 higher than Nick, so officially Matt is number one. <laughs> they had a lot of good stuff, man. Like They did, yes. The first the, – sorry, the second FTR match, the fucking um, – the tag title match. matches in the middle of the year, the title change matches, like, I don't know. It feels a little unfair. Um, but nonetheless... Matt also wrestled Pack, right? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there he was, 22. All right. 21, we moved to Manny's favorite wrestler, Orange Cassidy. Oh. Another guy I had much higher. Um, he was left off four ballots. He appeared as low as 48th. One of only two ballots had him in the bottom 10 of those that ranked him. He did have a number one vote. He appeared first on a ballot. He appeared third. He appeared sixth. He appeared eighth twice. So there was a lot of love for Orange, but he is someone who definitely, even in our small sample size of 40, you see how much people are divided on that gimmick. There are definitely some who just don't vibe with it, and other people obviously clearly love it. So here he is at 21, which I think is a little unfair. But am I, is Cage Match suggest I'm correct or, or not, Matt? Uh, Orange wrestled 41 times, 37 of which were rated. His average was 7.72, which is 23rd. Oh, well, fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I guess he missed a little bit of time too, right? In the middle. Before you yeah, worked. He, he missed like three months. matches is a lot, man. He is, but he missed like three months, which I guess made it slightly did uneven. He? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, he Revolution did. to Forbidden Door, right? He was on TV the whole time, though, so whatever. Um, Manny. He, he wrestles like every week, then, really, if you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, as much as I like him, I'm always slightly surprised at how much Tony like has him wrestle because it feels like it's kind of counterintuitive for the gimmick. But Tony loves that dude, man. He loves it. I, yeah. I figured you were, Will. I was wondering if Chris voted. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chris had him won last year, too. Yeah, it's his favorite wrestler. Uh, as Reese. You know, reset him at third, and there was a bunch, as I said, there was a bunch of top tens. It wasn't like it was a complete I don't think it's unfair. It was, yeah. You know? Um Manny, where did you have orange? I can't claim to have him the lowest because somebody else did, so I'm not 
my analytical side came out, so I'm not biased. So uh, I have him at I have him at 45. You should add to your bio famously unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard a pop wrestling podcaster talk recently. Just said, you know, when you're when you're a reporter or a journalist or something like that, or someone that gives out takes, you have to be unbiased and be analytical about your takes on wrestling. And I just said, no, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm mixing my analytical and my biases. My biases at times. Um, at 20, I go, we're in the top 20 now, folks. I hope you're enjoying this. I know it's, I know it's going along. It was always going to. This is, this is the games we play. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like people are having fun. But I hope you are. All right. In at 20, another divisive one. MJF was left off five ballots, was, was, um, was ranked 50th, had three... Uh, ballots had him at fourth. He had a couple at six, seven, eight. So he got a lot of love in the top ten, but he also got a lot in that thirty to forty range. This is a quality quantity deal, right? I mean, he had two classics with Punk to start the year. He then hardly wrestled for like legitimately six months. So this was difficult. I had him a lot lower personally. Uh, Matty Cage match. I'm sure he was an interesting candidate. Uh, he didn't qualify. Um, he wrestled nine times, seven of yeah. which were rated. Um, the two that weren't were the Sean Dean matches. Yes. Um, his average rating was 7.48, which would have been 29th, right behind Ricky Starks. Well, nine matches is crazy. Seven matches, yeah. really, because the Dean ones were were uh, were, yeah. uh, were were gimmicks. Wait, Andrew him at one. Hmm, let me check my let me check my gimmick on this. I may have just not noted that. Uh, Phil did it, Matt. I want to check this. Uh, I had called the liar. I had MJF at uh, 40. I wasn't going to add him on my list, and I was looking at my list and said, you know what? If I'm being analytical, I have to put him on here because he's just – he was a big part of the show. And uh, he was only one of the big names where I thought, eh, I'll have to put him on there. So I apologize to Andrew. Max did get a first vote too. I had I had MJF at 30th. Um Three spots behind Sammy Guevara, who I find to be more entertaining than him. You're right there, I, I, broke a little bit when you saying that. You're right. Yeah, I couldn't really. I couldn't get yeah. through that. I, I yeah. might have put him. I might have put MJF a little bit higher, but I think what he did to Warlow was atrocious, disgusting. You know, I had to. What the promo, the post match for what he did, the thing with no no neck brace, whatever the fuck he did. Yeah, he did him not wanting, not him not wanting to show up. You know. Well, he just He's a good worker. He just doesn't know ball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. He was at 20. 19, we return to the Death Triangle. And 19, we have Pack. He was left off just two ballots. Had just one uh, bottom 10 ballot. He was 46. He appeared at first on one ballot. He appeared at fourth, uh, fourth twice, at seventh and eighth also. Um, had, a, had a lot of good work throughout the year, did Pack. So I'm not was surprised. I actually yeah, I thought he could actually be higher, honestly. He's a 19 pack. Yeah, it, Willie, in theory, he put Wardlow over huge. He did it at the pay-per-view, but then he just came back out on the next show like he wasn't even remotely yeah. hurt and cut a big shoot promo. And Yeah, I think, Manny, you were also thing. referencing the no-show shit, right? Was what you were going to, I think, the alleged yeah, wait, potential no-show. Wait, what What just happened here? Did we go back in time? What? What? Wait, what? my thing cut out, and That's then you were – wait, Wait, we're talking about Pac right now, right? No, yeah, there's someone says somebody in, the in the chat. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought I was having like deja vu or something. <laughs> I was like, 
This has been one of our best shows, honestly. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, how did Pack? Oh, I, I had Pack at 19 too. Good uh, lord, man, it's tremendous. <laughs> he wrestled 26 times, 25 which were rated. Uh, his average was 8.24, which is 10th. Yeah, I, I can't pretend that I had him high because I don't think I did. But I think it. Uh, I think he has a real fair case to have been higher than 19, to be honest. You know, like, he had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I don't remember him missing that much time either, but I'm sure he did because that's just kind of the way his run has been, but I don't remember it. He was, like, in the uh, – he was in the 60s number of matches worked this year. Um, all right, let's move forward. 18th, we're sticking with Death Triangle. Ray Phoenix, man of the faction. Not man of the faction, was left off three ballots. Um, on the ones he was on, he was you know, 37th was his lowest. Um, all but four were in the top 30. He had a highest of second. He had seven top 10 ballots. So Ray Phoenix had a hell of a year. I feel like he was hurt at one point. I remember him coming back against Dante, and that was his return match right after he broke yeah. his arm. Yeah, of course. He missed the first five months. So um, obviously that limited him some, but when he's around, he's electric, obviously. So short cage match reflects similarly, right, Matt? Well, he wrestled 34 matches, 29 yep. of which were rated. His average was 8.41, which is sixth. Yeah. If he didn't miss that start of the year, yeah, I think he, he would have been a real top 10 candidate. Um, shame. Manny, where did you have Ray Phoenix? I had my boy Phoenix at 18. <laughs> <laughs> now I realize you were popping for being on the same on the same yeah. line as the I thought you were celebrating him being the top of the death triangle. All right. Oh no. This next one's interesting. I feel like this next one's a little bit hard done by personally. Tony Storm, 17. I really felt Tony's work in the second half of the year deserved higher. She was left off six ballots. Oh. Those she was on, I, she had a low. <laughs> those she was on, she had a low 41st. Hold up, Manny. And her highest was second. She had 14 top 10 ballots. She got a lot of love. I had her in the top 10. Um, but here she is at 17th. I feel a little unfair. Now, I know cage match, Matt, is not necessarily on board with my argument here. Yeah. But I really think she was terribly, she was incredibly significant to that division there for a stretch. I really do. I don't know. She wrestled 32 times, 29 of which were rated. The 29 rated matches is by far the most of yeah. any of the women. Um, next, Well, not by far. Britt had 25. Um, her average was 7.04, which is 39th. I just I think she was very important. She um, was the fourth highest woman. There you go. Manny, I know you're a big fan. You, you call him robbery on this one, Chief? Robbery. I, I need those six names out in the public. You know, I need <laughs> look, man. I need, how do you not have her on here, man? Like everybody complains that AEW's women division was trash, horrible. Tony came from the Australian or New Zealand skies, you know, and you know, saved this division. <laughs> you know, just the skies. We kicked on her face and wiped it off and became one of the best wrestlers this division's ever seen and that she was left off it's disgusting horrible i know you guys let the soraya stuff cloud your minds but 
Come he on, might be man. right. He might be right about that. To be fair, and that's that isn't really you know considering None that, that started after the year. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of unfair, but I think you're probably right. And that is on me too. It's worth noting that like last year we got moving on this a lot quicker. This year I just didn't have the time to get moving until like fucking the end of January. So that definitely yeah. was a factor. Twenty twenty two definitely bled into three twenty three three definitely bled into it. But um, but nonetheless, New Zealand skies. She wiped the cake off her face. What an incredible, incredible um, sentence or two that was from Manny the Hooper. All right. In at 16, one half of the greatest tag team on God's Green, Cash Wheeler, was left off of four ballots, had only one bottom 10 ballot of those that featured him, had eight top 10s as high as three on one of those. I love Cash Wheeler. I think he's fucking awesome. FTR were more about Dax Harwood in, in AEW this year or last year, right? There was not that many tags, but what he did, I'm sure, was very good. Matt, how did it reflect on Cage Match? Uh, 23 matches, 21 rated, uh, average of 7.73, which is 22nd. Yeah. It's... And on that on that note, talk about Cash Wheeler for two okay, minutes. Okay, mate. Um, it's a shame. I You know, I think Cash gets underrated a lot, but in this process, I think it was hard to have much higher just because – it wasn't about their tag matches. They didn't get that many big tag matches in AEW this year. Manny, where did you have Cash? I had Cash at... Um, where is he? Might lift him off. I, I had him at, no, I had him at 14. Okay. That's close. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, hopefully, even when they come back, hopefully they can have a more, you know, genuine tag run on AEW. Obviously... It goes about saying a lot of Cash's best work was outside the promotion last year. Um, the Briscoe matches, the Aussie Open match, um, even the, the New Japan matches where he was the star of the team. Yeah, the one reason. with uh, Cobb and O'Conn, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what happened there where the fans just were like, oh, no, Cash is our guy here. Well, he's so explosive, <laughs> man. He's an awesome wrestler. You know? He really is. He's great. Um, Probably thought he was Dynamite Kid or something. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what comparison? Um, he's, just big, he's, just a, he's just like a big, buff, round, white guy just, you know, doing flips and stuff in Japan. Chris is conceding, so I'm going to put this out there. Chris did not have cash on his ballot. Didn't have him there. Did not have him on the ballot. Um, he was left off four. Chris was one of them. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. I didn't hear great things about the Wolves match, Dragon. I actually want to watch it. I just haven't um, I had the chance. I went three and three quarters on the Brock Anderson, Brian Pillman Jr. tag where Brett sat there sort of looking uninterested. That was beast. So I, I, I really I, – I, I was so hyped for the Wolves match, and then when somebody told me that there was no tape for it, I was like, then what was the whole point of having the match for I think it did get released eventually. It just wasn't live, I think, was the, was the deal. Um, but, yeah, FTR. What do you think, Manny? They're going to be back next week. you think Darby and Sting? Who do you just win in the casino battle royale? I think it's going to be Sting and Darby. Mm. And then they're going to say, you know, every, everybody knows, like, you need a big pop for the the show after. And that's when you go, do, 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 do. Oh, I, I, I butchered it. I even... <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Something like <laughs> yeah. that. That's the right idea. Um, we we did find Matt. Manny just did the FTR theme for most of it. Oh, that sounds good. 
Yeah. We're uh, fine. Um, speaking of tag partners that are far apart in the Fleet 50, in comes Nick Jackson, seven spots ahead of Matt. Um, he was left off only one ballot. Uh, Matt was left off... Where was Probably it here? Chris's. That was only left off two, never mind. Um, Nick was left off just one. His lowest ranking was 40th. His highest was third. He had eight top ten ballots. Um, obviously, similar to Matt, as you kind of got into shoot, right? He's he's one of the top guys on the old cage match. Yep, 26 matches, 25 rated, average of 8.78, second. Tremendous. Uh, Manny, did you have him alongside Matt on your ballot, or did you have him far apart? Yeah, I had him at 20... At 24. Um, Alright, this next one. Feels like a reach, but I ain't gonna argue with it. At 14, we have the king of television, Samoa Joe. Before we go any further, I'm gonna state that I had him at 30, so this is not my fault. He was left off just three ballots. He had only two ballots in the bottom 15 of those that ranked him. Lowest being 46th. His highest was fourth. He had seven in the top tens. Um, gonna guess, Matty, that the match catalog does not suggest this being a fair placement for the big Samoa Joe, right? Uh, Joe wrestled 15 times, 12 of which were rated. His average rating of 6.83 was 49th, right behind Ortiz and Malachi Black. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and Chuck Taylor, he had what? Wow, he had um, the lethal match at, at Dead Foot is on, it was really good, and Jake, but Hager. honestly. But honestly, a lot of this is what we were talking about earlier in terms of the year bleed over, right? He started this year thus far. He's only had two matches, but they were both fucking thrillers with Derby. And he's Samoa and everyone fucking loves him. So he was rated high in a lot of bats. Again, I didn't for 30, so I was kind of aware of those limitations match-wise. But he's beast. He's Samoa Joe. Manny, where'd you have him? He's fucking awesome. Yeah. I had Samoa Joe at 21. Yeah, fair enough. I think I completely get... If you just go off feel... I completely gave him Joe in the top 10 because he's fucking awesome, right? He's Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We stay with the Ring of Honor champions. We move to 13. Unlucky for some. Claudio Castagnoli um, was missing from just two ballots. He had three bottom 10 ballots. Lowest point 45th. His highest was fourth. He appeared on t- in 10 top 10s. Um Claudio, obviously everyone is aware of how good he is. He did come in for only the second half of the year, so this does feel, to me, a little bit higher. Um, but he's also, much like Joe, fucking awesome. So, Matt, what did it look like on cage match? Uh, 21 matches, 19 rated, 7.93 average, which is 15th. Well, goddamn. Made a four of me. Work sounds good. Right, there you go. I mean, he had, he had some great matches. The Takeshita match, which Dragon's brought in the chat. Dax match was really good. Um... Yes, fair enough, honestly. Manny, I'm sure you had Claudio high. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, so I had Claudio at number 11. I'm never going to forget uh, that day watching Claudio versus Takesha. That that Friday night, man, I was on an all-time high. I watched that match two times, back-to-back. Watched that match again before I went to work to get the juices flowing. And then I watched it on break to see if I could get through the day. And then I watched it again. At night to go to sleep, but then I I was up for a, a little bit longer than I should have been. But you know, Based. yeah, I remember that 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 Dax match. I remember that yeah, Dax match. I remember just sitting with the patient next to him, and while I was while we were like eating, I, sh- I was showing him the match, 
and him being and him being like, "You watch this shit," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I do." Yeah, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You know, big fan of stacks the eggs. <laughs> All right, looks <laughs> me. Um, we'll stick with on that note. Kanosuke Takeshita, your your favorite Claudio's matches. He's in at twelve. He was left off a six ballots, which is pretty high for this deep in the game, but. I think he's another victim of the all elite thing, you know. I think that's like for example, it was just outside of mine. He only got that graphic like what this year, right? Or like right yeah. at the end of last year. Yeah, the end of last year. Yeah, when he yeah. came back from in November, I think it was. Yeah, I think just feeling like a guest for a lot of it hurts some of these guys because I think he's worked. He honestly should have been higher. Um, his lowest of those that had him ranked was forty fifth. Um, that was his only bottom ten ballot. Of those that had him, he was as high as as second twice. When he appeared mean? in the top 10, 14, I think I had him around fifth. He was fucking spectacular when he wrestled. So I'm sure cage match would, would, would agree with that. 25 matches, 13 rated, average of 7.72, which is 24th. Hmm. Now his overall rating of 7.31 is eighth, if only counting the people who had 10 plus matches hmm. rated. Um, so, yeah, he didn't... Um, <clears throat> He, the matches that we loved, Cage Match didn't love quite as much. He doesn't really have like the really high end really? scores. Yeah. No. It, from what I remember, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but he's got he's got way more consistent numbers than most. I put him 13th, which feels low, but I was, you know, I kind of was trying to mold my opinion with the numbers I put together. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, Matt, I watched the Moxley match. Fucking rule, didn't it? Oh, awesome. Tremendous. Manny, what did you have to Kishta? Um look, Joe, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I can go back and uh <laughs> re I can go back and rewrite them in there, but then you have you had the proof that I I didn't have them in there, so I didn't do that. So uh he got left off my board. That's why you have to make room for El Desperado. Um or Kanamaru <laughs> or someone else who has one match. All right. His only he Claudio and Takeshita got nine. He's got a he's got five matches above. Yeah. Okay. So here's basically he has five matches above eight, but then he only has two matches above seven. So the bottom half of his okay. the last three matches of his top ten are like all six point seven two or lower. Yeah. His his eighth yeah. best match in AW in twenty twenty two was Anthony Henry. All right, fair uh, enough. I might have overstated him in my mind a little bit. He's probably where he should be. Um, right, this is interesting. Eleven, we have the only wrestler that was on every ballot. The only wrestler who made every ballot is here at eleven. Which shows you how fucking weird these results were. The other half of that tag team we talked about a lot earlier, Swerve Strickland, is in at eleven. Uh, he made every single ballot. His lowest was forty-second. His highest was fifth, but you only had six top ten votes. So he was very much a guy who, while everyone agreed he's on there, you know, he lived in that 10 to 20, that kind of 20s, you know, low 20s um, teens range. I had him very, very high. I was one of the six that had him in the 10. I think I had him ended in the 10. I think he was a 10 for me. Um, I loved his work with Keith, man. I thought he was spectacular. Real high spot in that team. Um, but here he is. Only guy made every ballot. That's not the same except for that. But he still just slightly missed out on the top ten. Matty, how's he looking on cage match? Uh, Thirty-two matches, twenty-seven rated, seven point seven nine, which is twentieth. There you go. Fair enough. Um, Manny, do you have any time for Swerve? Where did he come in for you? 
I have them at 16, but I feel like that's too high. For some reason now that I'm looking at my list and thinking back on his year, I, and same thing with Keith. I don't know. I, I feel like I have them too high on my list, and they should be a little bit lower. No, man. I, it's I, hard I, I, because I, it's like he just. I just feel like he was so good in those matches, though, you know? Yeah, the, the only thing I can think of his matches he had were just uh, the acclaim tags. No, no, the acclaim tags. But remember the one that uh, won the titles, the triple threat ones, the ones with Swerve and yeah, the ones no. with Ricky and Holmes. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know the, yeah, now I'm thinking about it, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I have a just – I don't know. I just feel like he's a little too high. The thing that you actually see with this is the amount Tony, like, like shares the ball definitely shows in these results because there are only a handful of guys that feel like they're actually wrestling regularly on TV, right? Like, truly regularly yeah. in signature spots. Which we're about to get into the top ten, you'll see that. But it is interesting to look at. Um, all right, it's time. Top ten. Here we go, boys. Right. In at ten, one of my absolute favorites, Red Death, Daniel Garcia. He missed out on just two ballots. Those that he was on, his lowest was 41st. His highest. He appeared seventh four times. I was one of those four. He had eight top ten ballots. I thought he was an absolute joy to watch. I thought he's serious with Danielson. More importantly, the second and third matches, which we got uh, last year. I know the other one was at the start of 22, but they were the ones that stood out. I thought they were special, especially the two out of three forward match was one of my favorites. Um, tremendous worker. Matt, I'm not sure if he necessarily would have translated to the old cage match. How did Garcia fare on that front? Uh, he wrestled hold on one second. Uh, 36 matches, 25 rated, 7.95, which is 13. Oh, did pretty good then. This one, thank you for reminding me of this. That LA main event with Moxley was superb, man. Do you remember that? It was the TV main event after Anarchy mm-hmm. in the Arena. Special match. He was in Anarchy in the Arena. He was in Blood and Guts. I thought he was just wonderful for you. One of my favorites to watch for sure. Manny, how did Garcia do for you? Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Let me see. I had him at 30th. You had him where? 30th. <laughs> Well, that's very. I mean, that is. Yeah. Now, when you were re- reading those names out while I was getting some ice cream, I was just like, "Oh man, I fucked up big time." Bro, he like give you a shout out to. Well, look, that happened in twenty twenty three. I can't go back. He's got a good point. Yeah. Terrible. You shouldn't shape your opinions of wrestlers based on personal interactions, Joe. Yeah, yeah. This happens when you're too late for me, brother. Somebody has to more. I actually should have said, anyone see that latest Good Brothers match? Anyway, <laughs> at, nine, <laughs> at nine, I love him dearly. This felt like a reach. The Mad King, Eddie Kingston at nine. I love King. It felt like he vanished at some point in the year, but I guess he still had the Ishii match and the Akio match. Let's get into it. He was only missing from one ballot, uh, which shows you how much everyone loves King. His lowest um, was 50th, but only two ballots had him under the, you know, had him in the bottom 15. He had a highest of second. He had 12 top 10 ballots. He's fucking awesome. He had some great moments. I don't know if he quite had a top 10 year for me, but that is what he is. Matty, how did he look on that front? Uh, 26 matches, 18 rated, average of 7.92, which is 16. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's worth noting that there was a moment around, I'd say, March, April, where it felt like he may actually have a run for, like, he may be the rest of the year at one point. It felt, it, yeah. You know, when he felt like the main character on Dino, I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. he's going to be the main character this year, uh, the main story of the year. And and Dragon's right. 
trios match with Forbidden Door, Anakin Rear, Blood and Guts, the Jericho singles match, cult match with Garcia. Um, there's a lot of good there. And even when he's when he's phased out, as we said, he worked Akiyama, worked Ishii. So there's some really good stuff. I just, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird year. It was a frustrating year, which is maybe why I had him lower than I should have upon fall. I'm not sure. Um, Manny, how did King do for you? For the 21 year that I have eight kinks in that 21. I don't even know how long he's been in the business, huh? Does that mean that every year he's going to go down one spot? Is that the plan? Make sure he's going to be 22? Yeah, yeah. I, I had it. No, actually, no, it's wrong. I had my 22. Samoa Joe was at 21. What an incredible bit. You just invented it. wasn't even true. All right. Number eight. That's the most consistent wrestler in AEW TV history. Darby Allen. Missing from three ballots. Those that he was on, his lowest was 35th. His highest was fourth. He had 16 top 10 ballots. His year was not super showy in terms of output. I felt like he was off a lot and kind of doing other things. And side quests very much made up a lot of his year. But when he's out there, he's always a good watch. Um, Matt, how did he get on on uh, the famed cage match? Uh, 30 matches, 29 of which were rated. Uh, 7.71 average, which is 25th. He's definitely a guy whose matches don't necessarily translate to that site, right? Yeah. He'll have like rock solid matches and get like a 6.5. But if you watch them, you go, fuck, that was such a good effort from Darby, such a good performance from Darby, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I've, I think he's always good, but I will say his usage was a little spotty. Manny, where did you have Darby? That Darby Allen thing is so crazy because after a Darby Allen match, it seems like Twitter's just lit up and they just can't yeah. believe what they watch. And then when you go on a cage match, you're like, Bro, who are these freaks rating that match so low? Freaks. Uh, um, freaks. It has to be those uh, UK people besides Joe, you know, and Monty. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Well, Monty. Yeah. Can be listed in. Well, I think I, I think he goes in there after those draws and, you know. Yeah. He's one of the guys that, you know, picks it up. Him and, Should have seen what he rated that Alexa EO match. It was ridiculous. Anyway, go ahead, Manny. What did, where did you have Darby? I had Darby Allen at nine. <laughs> The hell was that? <laughs> I don't know what why. The, uh, was the, when he was in Noah, the, oh, the, okay. the, the, the video package, Manny yeah. popped huge for it. He, whenever he talks about Darby, now he feels like he do it. It's incredible. Oh, that rules. Um, there you go. Darby in at eight. All right. Always polarizing up next at seven, Chris Jericho. Um, I actually had him high out on in-ring. I just thought he had such a good in-ring year. Even though he drove me fucking nuts, I thought he did. But anyway, left off a of free ballots. Um, had just one top 10, sorry, bottom 10 ballot of those he was on, which was 44th. Had two second place ballots, 18 top 10s. Here he is at seventh. I've seen that generally, Matt, cage match kicks the shit out of his matches. has been what I've perceived to be the case. I'm sure he had some highs, but that's been the that's been something I've noticed kind of throughout last year. Does that reflect on your ultimate results or not? Uh, Jericho wrestled 27 matches, all of which were rated. An average of 8.39 for his top 10, which is seventh. Whoa, there you go. I'm completely wrong. Seventh was where he ended up. There you go. Made a fucking ass of me. Manny, I know you're a big fan. He called you an expert. What, you, <laughs> what did you have him? I was a fan of Jericho. He, um, or I should say, I was a fan of Jericho and a ring of Jericho, you know, carried everything on his back this year until his back broke and now he's shooting with Ricky. So, what can I say? All time run. To an all-time career, and um, it's uh, and 
I should have put him higher for what the thing he did was he found out where Ring of Honor was going to be. Okay. He said, yeah, you, you could just take it. Where did you have him then? 12. Mm. What the fuck? After all of that, you <laughs> made to sit through all of that and you had him like eight spots below where I had him. That's insane, bro. I had him at six. Yeah, he had a good like, in ring, he had a great year. Again, the other stuff is what he is. But he had a great he's going he's gonna plummet this year. Gonna bottom out this year, I feel. Yeah. Um well, all those who could have saw that coming? <laughs> well, all those apron Germans, you know, to the floor, you know, finally took that the one off. A classic day when they announced that new contract. And everyone was in like victory laps. And I remember I was in the group chat and I was like, I don't know, boys, this could get dark quick. <laughs> <laughs> Them lights ain't gonna be on forever, brother. Um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. He like, he's earned it, man. He's a fucking legend for, for, for better or worse, everything in between. He's Jericho. All right, this next one, I think. I personally think this is insane. I'm sorry. At six, we have the man, the myth, the legend, the cult of personality, CM Punk. Um, he was left off three ballots. Those that he was on, his lowest was 43rd. Only two in the bottom 15 of those he was uh, listed on. He had a first spot. He had 23 top 10s. Listen, I love him dearly. One of my favorites. I don't know how he's in this top. I just don't get it. I, many of you in the chat had him there, so I'm not knocking it. But he missed so much time, man. So much time. I don't know. Matty, is Cage going to make a fool of me again? Uh, 14 matches. 12 rated, 7.84, 19th. I just... Okay, so and the MJF will... series was great, right? We all agree on that. Uh-huh. He Now I'm thinking about it. Hmm. He had some really good stuff with FTR because he had the tag and the singles with Dax, right? Moxley match was great. Hangman match was good, really good. I just don't know what else. He missed so much time. I had him at 16. I just Dustin I match was great. Yeah. I have him at three. You know, when you come out here, man, you when you touch that sacred ring, that sacred ray ring, and you go out there and you hoop like he did. I mean, there's just he missed every time he went out there, he made magic. I mean, but he only wrestled for like seven months of the year. <laughs> so did Jordan. Jordan came back. You know, had a little quick playoff <laughs> run. You know. <laughs> Didn't win the title though, did he? Yeah, he had some great matches, genuinely. I just, I don't know. It popped me. I will say I was surprised. I didn't realize our audience lent, like, was that far Phil adjacent, you know? It kind of rules because it will save us a lot of time in a couple months when he comes you back see, and they're bleeding yeah. Matt and I act like fucking children. You see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing on the timeline? I'm trying to convert some people to the Pepsi Truthers. Great. Yeah. That's all we need. He's having the opposite effect there, bro. But yeah. Um, let me be clear, genuinely. I think he's one of the best wrestlers ever. I just uh, this year I thought it was a little much. Last year I said a little much, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, ironically, he is followed by Hangman Adam Page, who is at four. No, I apologize, folks. I apologize. I buried the lead. Stop. We go back to five. He was at six. My bad. Five. The AEW World Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter. My apologies, folks. There's a lot of numbers in front of me. Jamie Hayter, she was left off just one ballot. Um, her lowest was she had a 50th ballot. She only had two in the bottom 15 of those she was on. She had a first place. She was 25 times in the top 10. I don't know if this is even a match catalog thing, but, man, she transformed her career this last year, didn't she? She had a big-time year. And, you know, that was kind of the point, I think, more than the match. I'm sure she cage matches going to signify that, right, mate? Uh, she wrestled 
24 times, 21 rated, 7.14 average, which is 34. Yeah. Um, Joe, I sent you her. You did. I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying, um, but her match catalog in 2022 is actually it like, it's startlingly light. Like She basically disappeared in the middle of the year. I remember yeah. something about this. Now, she well, had I have like, no problem with it because she's a fucking star. Yeah, but this is why I personally had Tony quite a bit higher than her because I thought Tony was like really out there wrestling a lot more. Um, but I think Matt, it's fair to utilize the Samoa Joe rule here, you know. I, mean, I don't have an issue with it. I'm just no yeah, fucking awesome. Right? Just, Ultimately, at the end of the day, this she's got what it comes down to. She's got the nine point one two Ashida, fabulous match. Uh, her and Tony got seven point eight nine. Uh, she's got a tag with Britt versus Rosa and Tony that's over seven seven point two six. Those are the mm-hmm. only three matches she has over seven. Um, mm-hmm. She's got a singles match with Rosa that's six point eight five. Um, see, she's also got a tag with. Well, let's not even count those. That's not in the top ten. Um, yeah, the bottom the. Seven of her ten matches in her top ten are under sevens. Again, I think cage match is horseshit uh, for the most part, which is what makes this all so funny. But um, <laughs> I do actually think there's a case that she really doesn't have. I think Tony had a better year. year at all. I think Tony had a better year, but the Samoa Joe rule, brother vibes. Yeah. Again, I, like I said, I don't even have an issue with it because I think she's awesome. But you sound real mad, bro. Are you right? Yeah. I had her at uh, 21. Annie, what did you have her? God save our gracious hater. Long live our normal hater. God save hater. Send her victorious. Long reign over us. God save hater. (laughs) You went a lot longer on that than I thought you would, man. That's incredible. (laughs) All right. What did you have her? I had her at seven. She's look, she's awesome. I I think again, this is on me. The year bleed over too. Like she had that Emmy match when we were doing these ballots. Like it just it affects that it, man. It is, it is. Old, man. Um, okay, I apologize for playing this one, folks. For four Hangman and Pages, you know, he was left with two ballots. Those that he was on his lowest was thirty sixth. He had uh, four second place ballots. He had twenty eight top tens. He was a guy who did have a really quiet summer, right? There was that stretch there after he lost the belt where it was kind of like, hang- what the fuck are they doing with Hangman? They ended with that epic trios match at All Out, and then after that, he kind of got rolling again. Um, I think even the biggest Hangman detractors, such as Monty, would agree that in-ring, he is, uh, he's consistently great, right? So I think he's, he belongs here. Matt, does Cage Match agree with that assessment? Uh, 22 matches, all rated. Uh, 8.45 average, which is fifth. Yeah, almost perfect. There you go, Manny. Where'd you have Hanger? I had the emotional cowboy at four. Same. Perfect. Look at Manny go, man. It's tremendous. Beautiful stuff. All right. Top three time. <coughs> Trying to separate the uh, <laughs> the hoopers from the back. I guess to be the best way to do it with Manny on screen. <laughs> In at three, we have the face and the ace of the FTR. Dex Harwood, here he is. He missed out on just one ballot. Those that he was on, his lowest spot was 34th, which was the only one was outside the top 30 for him. 
Three times he appeared at first. I'm innocent. Wasn't me. Um, 31 times he appeared in the top 10. I think a lot of us that felt Dax had a rest of the year case, it was very reliant on that he's working the Briscoe's trilogy, which is disqualified here. So I think this is as high as he could go. Um, it's Dax the Axe, man. He's fucking awesome. But I think this is about right. Matt, what did Cage Mate say about Dax here? Uh, 28 matches, 26th rated, average of 8.16, which is 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him third as well. Um, yeah. And that was obvious, honestly me playing some favoritism. I don't even think he's got a number three yeah. resume when you take out the Ring of Honor stuff and mm-hmm. the Aussie Open match. You know, like, I will say that his singles matches are not – they're not necessarily great in like a cage match way. Like, he's got – way he I mean, he's kind of different, right? He is 11 spots higher than Cash, so his singles matches did very well. Yeah, for sure. It's, that was the highlight of the year, man. His re- a big, like you just said, the big part of his wrestler of the year candidacy was stuff that wasn't in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Manny, where did you have Dex the X? I had Mr. Harwood at number six. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a hooper. I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. – yeah, really when you were breaking down, when you said the ace and all that, I said, "Oh shit, man, Tanahashi's gonna make it." And then you know, <laughs> well, you never know. Down to this, it's top two time. It's been a great night. I've had a really good time with you boys, everyone in the chat. I hope you've enjoyed it. But unfortunately, it's been a great night. It's gonna end in some controversy. At two. Uh oh. John Moxley. Wow. Wow. Left off of free ballots. Left off oh. of free ballots, which is going to prove pivotal. Because this I is cannot, wild. What I'm about to say here is nuts. I cannot believe that Cody Rhodes has won this poll. Hold up. Now, here's, this is crazy, genuinely. Just Jim the ballots that he was on. The, the ballots that he was on, he, his lowest was 32nd. He was first 24 of 40 times. Yeah. 24 of 40 times. He had 36 top 10s. Let me just read this again. Three ballots left him off. One had him at 32. The other 36 had him in the top 10. John Moxley. We'll do the cage match after that because we'll directly compare. At one, obviously, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. He was missing from just one ballot. His lowest of the 39 that he was on was 18. He only had five number one votes. Yeah. But he was in 38 top tens. And unfortunately, being being off of three ballots compared to one was the difference. That changed everything. Um, Danielson, did, he won by over 52. So the absent ballots were really everything here. Like it was, wasn't actually that close in the end. Um, pretty wild, honestly. I mean, I'm, I mean, Danielson's always deserving winner, but 24 first votes and not taken it is kind of nuts. Um, yeah. Matty, compare their cage matches for us here. Uh, Danielson wrestled 33 matches, 32 of which were rated. Moxley wrestled 47 matches, 44 of which were rated. Uh, Moxley had an average rating of 8.54. Danielson had an average rating of 8.63. Danielson was three, Moxley was four. You may have done the right thing, folks. The numbers don't lie. (laughs) What do we make of it, boys? I voted for Moxley. I did too. Manny, what do you what do you uh, think of this? I I think this is wrong. I voted for Moxley. Let's see. Bro, 
Moxie's, I mean, Brian Daniels is missing a long time. He and does like, have a real pace, though, boys. You actually think about it genuinely. Danielson has a real pace, yeah. Danielson started the year with a hangman at the rematch, which was unbelievable. He had the Garcia work. He had the um, the the damn um, the fucking the the rematch with Jericho that he pulled <laughs> out. He had the matches with Sammy, where he that was Sammy's highlight of his year by far. Um, he had the the fatal four way at full gear. He was in anarchy in the arena. You know, he had a very very good year. He's Brian Danielson too. He's a pretty good wrestler, I've heard. I'm gonna so, pull up his. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at his cage match. He, it's uh, he Russell Page, Lee Moriarty, Garcia, Daniels. Oh, He's I mean, got, was, Dex, yeah, all 10 of his matches in the top 10 are over eight. He's got three matches over nine. Um, his highest is the hangman match, which is 9.44. Uh, the best two out of three falls with Garcia is 9.06. Um, 9.06 for Anarchy in the Arena, mm-hmm. uh, 8.76 for the Hangman match in September. Uh, Great eight, match. Yeah, I forgot that one. Yeah. 8.6 with Mox. 8.47 with Garcia. What's that? He missed time after um, Anarchy. Well, no, because I'm looking at his cage match. And yeah, he didn't have forbidden door, remember? Yeah, he missed like a month. He came in July. Really? Because, okay. Oh, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, got a concussion. Remember he, he uh, oh, yeah, the, the whole Remember when we <laughs> thought? He, remember when he fucking pretended to fall in the hole at the fucking rampage taping and scared the entire internet? Yeah, that's Pete Danielson. I, like genuinely, I think Mox is very hard done by, and I think the number one votes he has reflects that. But. You, I think it's very hard to reason like, no, Danielson shouldn't have won it. Like, Danielson's Danielson, bro. He's always yeah. going to be in the jury. He's won both of them. Both yeah. fleet 50s, he's won. Um, both controversially so, rate. too, you know? It was like, yeah, he's probably going to win again. Exactly. <laughs> he's certainly in the lead right now. Um, so, I'm there not sure it is. It's close, actually, right now. No, I don't think so. Um, fleet 50, another one in the books. It's worth noting, too, that he won last year's one, or 2021's one, with, like, legitimately three months of work. Yeah. Um, this was fun, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm really glad we did this because there was a time when things were getting very busy in the year. I was, I don't know if we're about to do it, but hopefully now next year I can get ahead of it a bit earlier. We can get this in, you know, done in January, and it can kind of be a thing that everyone's more fresh on the mind. But you got, you know, to do next year, we had to do this year and do it right. So, um, this was a good time, Matty. Thank you very much for the cage match, Kimmy. We had um, a sort of ESPN twist this year. I don't know how we can expect moving forward next year. Yeah. You will? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I wasn't gonna put that expectation, but fair enough, it's good shit. That kind um, of that genuinely like that kind of stuff is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy doing numbers like that, so good shit, bro. It's, it's, a lot. it's fun to watch it kind of fill in and see what happens. Like, where's this guy gonna rank? And yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that, I'm not gonna lie. Good shit. I'm glad to hear it. Manny, what did you make of the fleet fifty? This was fun. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie. I, I started taking notes halfway through. I, I no, I was taking them like you said, Christian. I was like, okay, so he was seventh, ninth. Those are his highest. You know, left off 30, 30 uh, you know, things and honorable mentions. And halfway through, I said, you know, fuck all this, man. I'm just gonna write down names. I don't got. There's too much stats going on right now. 
Joe's going to post all the stats anyway. Well, I yeah, but it's not official not. on the mm-hmm. not until I put it on the journal. Um, let me go back to the top fifty, though. Mm-hmm. I assume I'll post the top fifty more. Yeah. Um, I I think it'd be smart, mate, to close point our promotional cuts for a moment here. Um, tomorrow, four Eastern, this very platform behind the paywall, first non-green paywall content in a while. Yeah. Um. We head back to 1992, 4 Eastern, right? 4 o'clock Eastern time, WCW remade. Um, we've kind of gone over it, but we'll go over it one more time. Joey and I are Real fantasy straight. booking 1992 World Championship Wrestling, um, picking up after the Clash of Champions in January of 1992, in which, in our world, Bret Hart debuted in the World, mm-hmm. in world Championship Wrestling, along with Nick Bockwinkle being named the commissioner. Um, basically, the way we're the way we're approaching it is is Joe and I have taken over the promotion. Pop. So it's like we have yellow legal pads. Yes, we can't we can't pretend that the stuff that has happened already didn't happen. But here, going forward, anything that happened in real life didn't happen. It's our world mm-hmm. now. Um, so <laughs> one thing I do want to I do want to say. Um, I don't want to get too far into it, but because Joe and I are going to have a whole meeting about this after the show. But yes. um, for those of you listening to this, or one thing we're really going to focus on with this WCW show is this is going to be a show that will work for audio. Mm-hmm. Um, we may put some stuff on the screen every now and then, but it's going to be pretty rare because um, right. we're literally going to be writing on fucking legal pads and taking notes and shit. So. We, we actually want this to be something that you can listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a focus for us. So, you know, give you something to listen to while you're at work right. or and whatever. I want to stress too, like this is an era that Matt and I are very passionate about. But if you're not, yeah, the one thing, the couple of things I'd like to note is, firstly, um, there's going to be a lot of names that even if you're not like a big historical wrestling nerd, you'll be very much aware of a lot of the people we're talking about. This is not like a super um, inside baseball roster they've got. They've got like some no. all-stars. They're heavy hitters. You'll be aware and you'll see some cool shit. Like we have Austin on our roster, obviously years before he becomes the guy that transformed the industry. And we both love that version. So us wrestling with that will be fun. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I think will be fun, even if you're not aware of time. In addition, the content is not going to be simply us reading us reading through a list of notes. The content no. is us debating where we're going. Yes. So even if you don't have an awareness or an interest in the topic, I think you'll have fun watching us, our process, because Matt and I have a lot of overlap, but we know each other well enough to know there are also going to be a lot of disconnects in terms yeah. of like the way we want to do things and the way we think about things. So I think it'll be fun um, middle ground in that regard, and I think we're both very confident it'll be a, it'll be a really fun time. So and even if you're unsure, I think it's worth giving it a shot. It's a multi-part thing too, and there's because again, I think we said this already, but just to be, this is not something we're doing every week. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how often we're going to do it. I think the goal is to at least once a month. There may be times we do more than once a month. You know, there may who knows. It's the one thing that I think for what we're doing, it's got to be very much something that Joe and I are in the mood to do or yes, else it's yeah. not going to work well. So it, it can't be yeah. something that we're just going to force ourselves to do every week. Mm-hmm. You know, we may, um, but there'll be, there'll be two parts to it. Cause we'll, we'll do the show. 
um, which if you're if you're there live and you and you know you want to participate, we will. Like again, I've said this before, but this is not like a community booking thing. We're going to say, hey guys, what do you think we should do? But there may be times where we can't agree, and we'll Make say, decision. hey, yeah, yeah, whose idea is better? You know, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but the big thing for me is I don't want this to be a show where if you weren't there and you were in the chat participating right. in the chat, then it's not interesting to you. I want this to be something that you can listen to on your own. And then what you also get is we have the website, which is lngwcw.com. Um, I don't want to this that's Joe's Joe's the writer, so I don't want to say how quickly it'll be after each show or whatever, but we will yeah. yeah. we're gonna do our show, we're gonna talk through things, and then we're gonna you'll be able to go on the website and there'll be a link. There's already a show's link right now. Oh. Um, you can look at Clash of Champions 18, oh. which is the show we didn't one the last show. There's not yeah. much there. But going forward, there'll be a show, there'll be a page. There will be a storyline section, which will be like the build, mm-hmm. um, all the stuff we did leading up to it. Um, there'll be an event section, which will be like a recap of the show itself. And then we'll just have the results there at the bottom. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you'll get like, you'll not only get us talking about it, but then you'll get the actual. It'll be tracked in some way, yeah. Yeah, because we, um, we're going to need it. We're going to have definitely. to recap what we did every time. Um, and they're built, like I said before, I think I said that, like, the website, may, you may see gaps filled in. Mm-hmm. We will never, we will never, like, say we're going to do something on the show and then change it on the website. That's horse shit. But we may forget something or, or you know, hey, we forgot to cover this mm-hmm. and we'll put it in there. Then we'll just um, catch it on the next show, basically. Yeah. We'll you yeah. So the show's structure is going to be, and it'll be a little bit different the first show because we don't have a format, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. But we'll go over our roster, where everybody stands, you know, our depth chart, because of course oh. we will. Um, we'll kind of recap the previous month, which we will do tomorrow loosely. We've, mm-hmm. We watched the clash. I watched a little bit of the weekly TV, not a lot. Um, and we'll kind of see where everything stands. And then we will go in and we will do like the build to the big show. Mm-hmm. And then we will do the big show there may be some overlap in there but that's kind of gonna yeah be the... i think there probably will be because it's just yeah. gonna organically be like who's yeah. why are we doing this right that would kind of be a thing but um and this is not a... there, there will be times where you're gonna like we'll talk about it's gonna be impossible for us to book stuff and not talk into the future some so this yeah gonna i be think like, it has you're, to you're gonna know what the hell's going on it's, a, but... it's basically a booking meeting you know yeah. it's greg and and uh, it's greg going and mike graham talking shop you know um so that is so lng lngwcw.com yes. lngwcw.com um, yellow legal pads are ready man i'm very excited um mine are not on hand but i have a big pack of them over there so I've got three of them god bless it's, there you go folks we're ready to go my ad that i tweeted we're ready to, oh, walk, to walk the king's road of greg Garnier. I love that the reaction is holy shit. It's actually a real website. That's been everyone's reaction because they don't realize how insane we are. Yeah, (laughs) you moved on this like the day after we talked it through. Remember, we did that show. We was like, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. We concluded we should, and then next day the site was out. I was like, well, fair enough. Let's do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Let's do it. And who 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 made the website? Me. Me. The the little stories uh, I wrote. Yeah, Joe wrote the Joe wrote the stories and I mm-hmm. did the design and everything. I'm not gonna lie. This looks like one of those freaking websites you see from like the nineties. Yes, respect. It's nineteen ninety two, man. man. <laughs> That's what we're going for. 
1992. I mean, obviously, we can't make a 1992 website, but yeah, it's True. supposed to look basic. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I did right. it on fucking Google sites. Like, I'm not. Man, I didn't Manny. write any code or Manny's anything. Fascinated by this. Look at his eyes <laughs> scanning the page. God bless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pictures oh from God. the TW. Well, that was that Russell. That Russell War graphic's pretty cool. The Omni and WCW, bro. Yeah, the A Town Showdown and the Omni, brother. You know heard about it? That's the main. That's the that was the big arena in Atlanta at the time. They ran mm-hmm. there every month. Go draw house of the Omni. That's the only sign the, the territory is going, guy. Right? A Town Showdown man. we made up, but yeah, yeah. We'll explain. Do you have the inter- um, do you have the international title on here? I don't know. You know. No, we didn't. No. We're, we did, we're, this is before all that shit. We don't have to do that. We've got a dangerous alliance to salvage. We ain't, right. we, ain't, we ain't part of the NWA anymore. We're not going back. That's tomorrow, folks, 4 Eastern. Again, latenightgrin.com. Don't go to Twitch. We will not be there. Latenightgrin.com. It will be an unlisted link. Um, like the way we used to do a lot of shows and now only do this one. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, that photo of Steve Austin. Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> The photo is so beast, bro. That, that man looks like he's on drugs and he hasn't slept. What did he look like in 1992, bro? <laughs> 92 is a really interesting look for Steve, too, because he's like, he has the frame of Stone Cold, but he still has the hair. Because when yeah. he, a couple years later, he leans down on it, right? Stunning Steve. When he was with you know. He was so stunning, stunning about him, man. Yeah, he's good. Stun- bro, you watch your mouth. What did he say? I'm not, Manny. I'm not even doing a bit. If you watch Stunning Steve Austin, you'd love him. Yeah, I'm serious. Like if you went through and was like no. did a deep dive on Stunning Steve Austin, your main take would be with Stone Cold Steve Austin was shit. Yeah, that would be your. That'd be very you too. That'd, yeah. that'd be a very Manny thing to do. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that there's not very much. There's not much stunning about him in this photo. Well, that's why it always a heel. Bro, look bro. at the rest of the roster. Yeah. Um, Fucking, they call Bobby Eaton beautiful. Bro, that trio's on Clash. We'll talk about this tomorrow, but that trio's yeah. on Clash was fucking awesome. Um, lots to look forward to, folks. Lots to look forward to. So that's tomorrow. Uh, this weekend. In 20 years, we'll be on fucking 2025 WCW well, booking. We'll be on the network doing it. We'll the AEW on top. Doing the ring. Actual. Um, it will kill our series a little bit when Tony buys the actual license to WCW and truly resurrects the promotion. I think it will be yeah. kind of, you know, uninter- but anyway, whatever. Um, Lots to look forward to. Sunday, we have the Sunday Night Wars Part Two. As um, as the young lions look to to repeat their success of last time with Fleet Week opposite Fed Dead, that'll be a good time. I'm very much excited for that. And uh, next week, pretty much the usual schedule. Keep updated at Late Night Grin on Twitter. That's Manny, Manny, do you have any do you have any final thoughts? Any plugs? Any promotions? Um, not really. I'm really going to plug. Yeah, I do want to know. I I know it's on Twitter, but next week will be our last dynamite grin along for the foreseeable future. Um, I spoke to Manny about this earlier. Really, folks, it's very simple. I'm more than happy to stay up until five a.m. for the flagship every week. The the two nights straight five and eight five a.m. thing was coming pretty tough because by the time I upload that fucking YouTube video, that's for about where I'm at. Um, I think dynamite's great. I think it's been great for the last few months. I'm not quite locked in enough to give like authentic live reactions of excitement at this point in my life, in my life to be totally real. I'm pretty better off picking my spots a little bit, as good as I think it is. Um, I also don't want to every week have Manny and I being like, oh, fuck, Max's kind of promo. I don't know if it's the most enhanced, my best way to enhance the product. So um, a couple of different reasons, but we're still going to do Grin Along content. 
my conclusion is that the match caused the events are way better for that, which is kind of what I always knew. But AEW's lent on promos more this lent on promos more this week, and it kind of reminded me of that disconnect. So you'll still see Green Alongs, and one of the reasons I was okay with kind of us trying to move on is because Manny's on the flagship now. I wouldn't want to lessen Manny's presence on the platform, and now he's on the flagship. I actually think it's kind of fresher that you get our, you know, straight reactions time rather than watching us watch it and then watch us talk about it the day after. So I think it'll work out for the best. Um, we had a good time, though, didn't we, Manny? We had some great moments on the old Grinalongs throughout the last few months. It was a good time. Uh, it was fun. It was a great ride. Uh, I can't believe the pay-per-views next week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do or what I'm going to do on our spirits right here, man, but it's going to be a busy week. He is, man. Lots keen to. And next week's flagship will be our pay-per-view preview show, most likely. So, um, should be a hell of a time. Matty, any final words, mate? Any plugs, any promotions? No. You know, we'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Joe yep. and I are very excited about this. Um, we are. If you're not, just humor us. Um, or just, or just that, don't yeah. watch it. I mean, honestly. Just, yeah, you know. there's enough shows, man. Pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, we hopefully everyone has fun. This was a blast tonight. I um, loved it. Yeah, it was great. <clears throat> but yeah, thanks again for your loyal viewership. Those of you who I didn't run off with my elite rants, thank you for still being here. Yeah, man, you skewed the balance with that shit, bro. Look at it now. We've got fucking Phil in at six. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Think about your actions, brother. Great power comes great responsibility. Remember that, you know? Nonetheless, Just did we'll what see you, you all tomorrow, tomorrow, bro. Kayfabe, save the road agent meetings for the road agent meetings, all right? Kayfabe, <laughs> you too, man. All right, enjoy this outro. Have a great night, everyone. We love you. <laughs>